Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Katherine Delby. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to An Unexpected Podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, and a little village called... Ah. Ah. Duh. This week, we are finding our roots as we cover Treebeard as a part of our journey through Middle Earth. Uh-huh. Or should I say, <laughs> I don't know. How many sounds us? Not sure. I, you know, it actually kind of fits in. I just got back from the International oh, Dys- Dyslexia Association. That's right. I'm sure that's why you did that. It actually is. <laughs> You're so clever. I can't be that quick. You're so clever. I'm not man. really. I'm not. But thanks. Uh, sometimes I wonder if you plan this out ahead of time. It's great. Um, we do have an outline, Only but seconds know. in advance. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So into our table of contents. Um, yeah, we just have one special thing of of note. We do have an Entish song. Uh, it may be the Entwives song. It may be the Entwife song. So you know, just stick around. That's yeah. going to be inserted in here at some point, and uh, it's beautiful. So it is pretty actually. cool. Kind of like a, it could be almost a companion. Uh, piece of music to to go with Ephraim's right. um, yeah song of the ants, and I, I think we'll see how well my editing skills are this week. I think I will uh, <clears throat> try and put There's a lot uh, of rust going on, huh? Yeah, a lot, a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see if I can put Ephraim's uh, song in there at the end of the oh, yeah. uh, for our outro. Come back to me, baby. Yep. So, all right, into quick counsel. Yeah, man. It's like there's rust for a reason because life's just crazy right now, huh? It is crazy. We said um, we'd take a little longer here. And so, you know, if you, if you... Let's talk about some things. Let's do it. So, <clears throat> first of all, today we uh, we were out doing trick-or-treat in Amanda. But you kept calling trunk or treat. Yeah, I don't know. That's how I grew up, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Living in a car. Just, I did it, man. Uh, but no, we, 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 we were out there. Uh, some good costumes, some good, good time. It was freezing cold, raining. Yeah, it's, it was a high of like 45 today. Right. And so. just spitting rain the whole time. Beautiful. Fall, winter weather. We're loving it. Yeah, we are, actually. I, yeah, um, I actually really do. Well, we had, you made us some hot, some hot cider. We went out there and... Sarah made it. I just brought it to you. Okay, well... I was your cider boy. There you go. <laughs> Whatever. 
works. Uh, so we had fun with that. I mm-hmm. recently just got back from a trip. So we're going to go and rever- we're starting with today. And we're going to go back to the week and then last week. And we'll explain this is perfect because we're the, our next chapter of appendices, guys. We're actually going to talk time travel. Okay. So let's fit right in. That's good. Okay. All right, I like it. Uh, so then this past week I was at, uh, I was in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at um, the International Dyslexia Association Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, my school sent me there and that was a lot of fun. I was with some other colleagues and we had a good time. So, uh, but it was busy. I mean, every day I was like. Had to be there. 12 hour days, wasn't it? It was 12 hour days, if not more. And then like you had the socials afterwards, which were cool. Was your hotel um, close or was it far away? Oh, yeah. It was like two minutes down the road. Oh, it's perfect. But like, but we but. didn't have time to run back and forth to the hotel. You know what I'm sure. saying? And we were in different sure. hotels, one car sharing it. Yeah. So it was, yeah, rough life, right, as You know, geez. Yeah. But I don't know. It was just kind of exhausting. And then uh, last week, the power went out, man. We couldn't yeah. record. Yeah, we you know, it was fitting we had candles because it was Vigo Mortensen's birthday. Happy birthday, Vigo. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sixty, you don't look a day over sixty five, man. Right. Um, but uh yeah, so that was we were really kinda amped to record because it was you know, magnanimous day that way. And mm-hmm. just the power went out, guys. And um we were like, Well, what are we gonna do? We're just gonna wait around, see if it comes back on. Yeah, we did, and we waited in the dark. And as soon as as left came back on and I texted him or called him. I can't remember which. And I just said, dude, power just came back on. Yeah. And it was just one of those times, uh, we, we were excited to record, but we really needed, we needed time. The last two weeks have been kind of crazy for both of us. Oh we, yeah. We needed a second to, <clears throat> I think just, just hang out and not, not, um, just, just to be with each other, you know, just to hang out with each other. Yeah. I always think it's important too. We, we often talk that we want to hang out before we start the show. You yeah. know, I mean, just life is, crazy man yeah you know it is. um it's just crazy right now so but anyway so uh, thank you guys for being patient and and uh um you know giving us grace for you know uh I, is like the old days isn't it Fortnite, Fortnite coming out in Fortnite. yeah so it's funny this is how long you know we used to have to to wait to meet in between uh chapters well, but so for some of those newer listeners who then caught up with us oh, after yeah. that time they're like what what's this you know yeah, this waiting a fortnight yeah. <laughs> type of thing mm-hmm. uh but that's definitely what we used to do so that only um, would have taken us six years to get through the <laughs> Yeah. You know, three, no big deal. <laughs> now we're flying along. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, no. So uh, things have been crazy, though. I, uh, and I, I, so are you going to say this? I'm, I'm not going to say this exactly, but I'm going to talk about like social media and talk about oh, just yeah. our lives, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, we, uh, this is not like, you know, we talk for two and a half hours here mm-hmm. and we prep for another you know, hour, and then we spend an hour, another hour after. Or it's like a four. I mean, mm-hmm. I, when I come over here, it's like good six, seven hours. Mm-hmm. Read throughout the week. It's just kind of crazy. So, you know, Lane had recently said like Facebook was, you know, you're you're done. Yeah, I'm pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I um for now. Yeah, for now. I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm not going to articulate it very well, and it's really kind of hard to describe. But I just I don't know. I've had this. It's just a weird feeling. I'm like, you know, I just I want to be off that. I want to be off Instagram. And honestly, the only reason I'm checking in Facebook now is to to keep up with the group, right? Uh, to make posts in there to see what's going on there. But yeah, I just had this this I I don't know. Like my phone is full of all this this not I'm not going to say junk, but junk. Some, some of its negativity. Yeah. It's it's yeah yeah yeah. And just and, you know. and it's not even that. It's just like a bunch of different apps. I looked at my phone and I was like. How much of this stuff do I actually, how many of these apps do I actually use? Yeah. How many do I actually use? And that's just like a microcosm for other stuff going on with me. I'm taking inventory of my life, I think, is what I'm doing. And I'm, because I'm, time is such a precious thing, right? And I'm thinking, what do I have time for? 
and what do I, um, like, like what do I want to have time for? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm trimming the fat. I'm getting rid of stuff that is, is either I'm, I'm doing just because it's mindless or it's just there. And I'm, I'm making sure I get that out of the way so that I'm, I'm focusing on what's important. And so that, that's been part of it. I went through and deleted a bunch of apps. I, I'm thinking about getting a dumb phone. I didn't bring that up to you yet. I'm thinking about getting a dumb phone. That's fine. Uh, because I, we, we had this conversation on the so Discord. not smart, but... Yeah. Right. Um, I, I don't like that phones can't fit in your <clears throat> one hand anymore. It drives me crazy. Yeah. It drives me nuts. I want, I want the good old... Fa- Does anyone else miss that? Dude. Just a, a phone you can hold in one hand and confidently text with just, just your thumb. Right. It's not like a freaking laptop in your pocket. Yeah, you know, do you remember the T nine like texting with 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 T nine where yes. you had to like press three times. All the, to get the yeah, yeah. You know what? You, you it, your text had to be pretty important to send. You know what I mean? That was something because now it's like everything is on a touch screen. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that actual pressing of the button itself. Yeah, it, you had to None press like a keyboard. Anymore. It's like you had to press it down. Yeah, you know, to actually even the new crazy? iPhone has no home button anymore. Right, there's no buttons on phones. It just I don't get it. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. So, yeah. But no, <clears throat> so you've been having that going on. And, and guys, honestly, all I'm going to say is that <laughs> there's a lot that I want to say, but I don't want to like, you know, as has been just stressed, man, the last couple of weeks, I'm, you know, just some, a lot of negativity in my job and different things. And so um, I got to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah. Got to figure out what I'm doing. And the future is open to you, young man. The future is open to me. And I, I want to figure out what uh, what it is I want to do, you know, and, and what, what to, what's the next step, where do I go, you know, and that type of thing. So I'd love to do this full-time, but um, that's, uh, that's a ways off. Got to make some money. Yeah, that's, that's a ways off. Yep. But, like, I, I just, I don't know. It's been, so if you see us on not on social media as much, it's just because um, it's been kind of a crazy fall yeah. for us, and, and yep. you've had some other things going on. I've had some other things going on. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to get that clear, you know, toss it out there for, for, uh, for you guys to know. And understand and hopefully, you know, yeah. yeah. So just taking a little sabbatical. That's all. Yeah. Um, I also want to make a, this is kind of a, not, not a downer of a quick counsel. Is it kind of, mm-hmm. I want to apologize <laughs> for, uh, as and I, um, as came to my rugby match last Saturday, I went in Lancaster talking to our buddy, Kevin McKeegan, who is just a, he's a legendary human being. I love yeah. him to death. And, uh, he actually listens and, uh, is a huge Tolkien fan. loves all kinds of mythology actually. Anyway, he was like, hey, I uh, recommended um, your guys' podcast to uh, my brother because his, his, my nieces and nephews are starting to read Lord of the Rings. I was like, oh, sweet, dude. He was like, yeah. Um, he let me know they got like uh, <laughs> two episodes in and there was some language. I was like, oh, whoa. I was like, ah. I was like, probably just like, you know, uh, damn or hell or something like that, right? <laughs> I was like, we sort of love it. He was like. I think it was an F bomb, man. I was like, oh my gosh. So there's no way. I don't remember saying it, but that's not saying much. I I don't remember a lot of things I say, which is a problem. <laughs> but um yeah. I want to apologize for that. I'm really, really sorry that uh if you know when I have used the uh the the mother of all curses that if it's been on here, I really apologize for that. Please don't uh let that be a reflection on uh, you know. Uh, what you think of uh, of listening to us? Um, and actually, oddly enough, us doing this has helped me uh, kind of clean up my well, and also have Winnie like wash my <laughs> mouth a little bit more. Yeah. Which is I've always I mean since I was a little kid, and you know despite all my parents' hard work, yeah. I have had uh, you know 
I like colorful language. I just do. I do. So yeah, but I don't. Um, you're not a guy who's out in like. I mean, you're also a teacher, so it's not like. Yeah, I mean, no, I know how to control, and I think that's also why when I'm not in school, right, you're, you're, I'm a you're, little more <laughs> colorful or flamboyant right. with we, my tongue. I we, don't know. We, <laughs> like, we unwind here. I we do. What say. We do. So, and I know that you guys understand that. I'm just. I'm just. It's for a specific group of people. I'm putting out that apology because I'm really sorry, and I hope that wasn't a, a turnoff. I, I just want everyone to be happy. That's all. Um, I do also have a also I've got a special shout out to um, uh, Sam's grandson. Sam is uh, one half of the secretaries that run my school, Sam oh, and yeah. Janine. Okay. And as if you work in a school, if you've you've visited a school, if you ever had anything to do with the school, you know the secretaries run the school, man. They do. You know, yes, they, they do. They and the and the custodians, they know everything. They do. Um, they will be your best friends. Uh, if you treat them poorly, they'll be your worst enemies, mm-hmm. and they're incredible people. Um, but Sam's grandson Jack is like, I want to say, I want to say he's ten or under. I don't know. I don't know how old Jack is, but he's a huge. Uh, he's getting into Lord of the Rings, getting into fantasy. She calls him an old soul. He's like a forty-year-old and yeah, in like a you know ten-year-old's body. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, he's starting to listen. So I wanted to give him a special shout out because I told her I told her I would. Yeah. And uh, Jack, I'm glad you're on board, my man. So that's awesome. Well, honestly, yeah. to, to any youngster, because I was, uh, you know, we 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 read a lot of the Bywater Post stories, and a lot of people get into reading because of The Hobbit or mm-hmm. these different things. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean. Uh, if you have youngsters who want to listen, who want to participate or share their thoughts, I mean, you know, always go back to uh, Master Yoda talking about the the mind of a child, you know, and just how it can bring uh, you know a new perspective or or you yeah. know see something that we overlooked or whatever and, totally. and simplify things. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hear you know some comments from. Be awesome, maybe get Jack on here sometime. Yeah, yeah. All, All right. right, man. <clears throat> wow, longest uh, quick counsel ever. <laughs> Close. I don't know. Sorry, yeah. sorry, it was so depressing, guys. But it's like, <laughs> it's like that's where we've that's where we've been like for it's the been, past couple. Yeah, I feel like weeks. I'm, you know, it's like I'm in Fangorn waiting for Treebeard, kind of a thing. Like it's a scary place. Yeah, but once he gets there, it's like oh, it's great. You know, our spirits yeah, are lifted a little bit, an awesome, and, and awesome uh, it's kind of dreary out too. So it's like, yeah, the weather has it's gone. It's literally gone from like summer to winter. There's been no fall. Yeah, we haven't really. How many times have we sat around the fire once? Yeah, no. Out back. It's, I mean, it's always it's wet. Weird. It's always rainy. Always freezing cold. So, anyway, that's the way it goes. It's all good. Uh, some dropping eaves. Yeah, time for that. Um, so the Amazon TV show. Uh, I haven't come across anything groundbreaking. I'm sure they're, you know, our writers are busy writing, getting everything planned out. They're probably building production teams. But I have something kind of related that I thought was really interesting. Yeah, and I see that you just read <clears> it, <throat> so I want to yeah. know what you think of this. Yeah. Pretty cool announcements recently uh, within the last couple of weeks, maybe maybe longer. I just noticed them. Amazon has obtained the rights to a Wheel of Time series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Ezra is a huge fan of that genre. I'm sure many of you are as well. And this is related to the uh, Tolkien verse because he was his, you know, they're like best friends. Netflix will be bringing the Chronicles of Narnia to the small screen. They've obtained the rights for all seven books. First time that's ever happened. Wow. So thoughts and reactions. Why don't you, why don't you tell me about it? <clears throat> well, I mean, there's uh not that I, we often like plug a lot of different other yeah. projects and things here, but there is a podcast called wheel of time spoilers mm. and I'm in their discord chat. Okay. I listen to these guys. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's an ambitious task. I think it's like, 13 books or something crazy yeah, 14. yeah you've, you've broken it down from before in my head oh my god i think it's just the first book you've you've gotten me into oh it's so good even, yeah. even just if you start with that first book and this 
uh, you know, Randall Thor setting out on his his journey with his friends, you know, um, uh, Perrin and, and Matram Coffin. Jack Habit. Yeah, Jack Habit's in there, <laughs> makes an appearance. You know, he's the Dragon Reborn, all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> no, but guys, like Wheel of Time, if you haven't read it, it's a great series. I know I got Nicole Whitaker kind of uh, into it, and she started reading it as well. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So if you like <clears throat> Tolkien, it's actually Robert Jordan was also sort of a Influenced uh, influenced mm-hmm. and, and, and a student of his writings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he just the detail and stuff, it's all there. But I think Amazon's killing it. But they're setting themselves up here for the next... You know, when we get into See, you that's know, I'm, I'm, I'm 2020 and on. Yeah, it's going to depend on that execution, though. Yeah. You, I, I mean, are you confident with that? Like the, the fact that Amazon obtained it? Yeah, yeah. I am. Actually, yeah. I think that uh, it's good. if they were looking for, you know, like, like again, Lord of the Rings, see what they can do with a that. A rebuttal to Game of Thrones. Yep. And is, A Wheel of Time is the rebuttal. So there have been talks. and I, 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 Is this true? I mean, I didn't, I didn't know this. So this is news to me. So it's kind of. Well, I think. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's great. They've obtained. Why do you always question my news? No, I, just, I always, I always question the news. Okay, so is this true? Is this, is this real? I don't know. I still, you know, I don't know. I got, I got, check, I got to check. I'll, I'll double check it. No, it's fine. But um, no, I'm doing it now. Wheel of Time, man. If they, it would. The only way you can, I think you, you can do it is in, a, is in a TV show. It's just, um, <clears throat> it's, it's huge. There's a lot of cool stuff there with the Aes Sedai. There's so many different... Do you trust TheVerge.com? It's one of many sources. Amazon has greenlit an adaptation of Robert Jordan's fantasy epic, The Wheel of Time. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome. The fact that they have these two, they're going to kill it. Uh, Now, Netflix having The Chronicles of Narnia, that's great because that was always disappointing. I wish that they would have finished that that series. I I love the movies. Uh, I I liked them too. Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe was my favorite. Um... Kind of liked Prince Caspian. I didn't understand the Mediterranean accents. Prince Caspian talking like this. Yeah. Um. And which was fine. I just did. I was like kind of thrown off by that. And I and also because his accent switches then again in uh, Don Treader. He has a British accent in Don Treader, uh, which I really liked. I liked the I liked the guy they uh, the kid they picked to play Eustace. Um. Uh. Anyway. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about that. I was wondering if you'd ever want to start a Narnia book club in the in the distant future. Wow. That would be crazy. Because I love those stories. I love, um, yeah, I love Lewis's works. Lewis kind of C.S. Lewis actually kind of plays a, a part in this chapter because oh. he was an ins- uh, source of inspiration for Treebeard. Oh wow! In some okay. ways. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm excited about that. I don't know how I would Netflix. Love to. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if Netflix is going to release these as films or if they'll if it'll also be a TV show. I think it would be cool if you did. There's seven books, right? Yeah. If you could do seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Each season's a book. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That would be awesome. I that, don't know how they're going to do it, the format, but right th- th- there's there's a lot of detail you can get into those into those stories as well, and have, they all connect. Yeah. Have you ever seen the old? Um, I think it's a from the eighties. Yeah, eighty nine, eighty eight. Um, yeah. The I don't remember them what well, was, but yeah, were, were they TV shows or were they uh, yeah, movies or they were a remember. series? I think they were a series. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Did know. BBC. Like, do BBC. Them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, those were awesome. That was the first yeah. time I had actually seen Narnia was was yeah. in that format with my mom. Got to see it. Oh, awesome! Man. Yeah, she loved him. Yeah. So really, really liked his works. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe actually has the record for uh, the most times I've ever seen a, a, a specific film in the theater. Dude, you were obsessed. I was obsessed. I saw that. I, uh, I even did a uh, what was it? Uh, Twelve Days of Narnia on. Uh, do you remember? Crap! What was that website we all had? Huh? It was like the first. It was like the free. Uh, it was like pre Facebook. Oh, you're talking about Zanga. Uh, it was a Zanga page. Zanga? Do you remember Zanga? 
Holy smokes. Yeah, dude. Yes. I had a I had um a Zanga page and I made a the twelve days of Narnia um uh a song and I was obsessed with Susan Pevensey. I was I just loved a, Susan. I just searched the and cast the, and the last line was and a hot date with Susan Pevensey. See, I made yeah. this whole twelve days of Narnia. I was you so obsessed. I had loved her. I remember that because I was yeah, pulling I her up, I pulled I up the cast of Narnia. Yeah. And you had the biggest crush on her, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, she was uh, quiet. She could shoot a bow and arrow. I mean, yeah, I right. was, and I was, you know, a freshman or something. Yeah, sophomore, exactly. Something yeah. like that. I yeah. remember that's so crazy. Yeah, but I love that movie. I here's what's really kind of uh, the fifth time, really the fourth or fifth time I had seen it on my own. I was by myself, and it was like right after school. So I literally left high school, <laughs> went and saw it at like three o'clock. I'm walking out at five, and I was like, this is getting a little sad. I this remember is... thinking in my head. It's okay to like a movie, but this is a little sad, dude. Your seven-year-old by yourself self would be crying. Yes, at your own. actually, yeah, dude. That's yeah. what it was. My interior, <laughs> my my um, yeah. Uh, what is that? Internal seven-year-old was going. Man, this guy's really lonely. This is sad. Yeah, he's just he's seen it five times in a week. Like, come on, right. man, <laughs> space it out. That's crazy. So anyway, that's pretty exciting. Um, still no release date on on the uh, Tolkien biopic. I did come across some new pictures from uh, the production though. Uh, like production photos and okay. the ones yeah. I hadn't seen before. And so I'm still really excited about that. Uh, we'll see if it comes out in the next decade or so. Gotcha. Yeah, get your hand raised. What's going on? Well, I just before I forget and before we move on out of that section, yeah. uh, anyone who is interested in making um, a Zanga page or a MySpace <laughs> page for the podcast, please feel free. Is Zanga still around? I don't even know. But if Zanga's there or hey. MySpace, please make us a page. Zanga 2.0 is here, guys. No way. I'm looking at it right now. Dude, I had a Zanga page, man. Everyone did. That was like pre-Facebook, man. That's crazy to think about. Wow. Oh, that was cool. That's Good times, awesome. man. It was all right. You get one comment, you were like so excited. Oh, it's my buddy. You commented. Yeah. Uh, in other corners of Middle Earth, the uh, Billy Boyd World Tour continues to roll on. Is it? Is it with Charlotte now? It's with Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to be getting some pictures soon from Charlotte, uh, and then it will continue and on. And then there. Charlotte, just let us know. You know, we'll, we'll send you the next address, and you can keep it moving. Yeah. Get Billy moving around. Get uh, get his name out there. Yeah. Uh, some poll results from a fortnight ago. Uh, we asked that question. You know, the little name dilemma we've had uh, for crotch fruit. Crotch fruit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Number two. Uh, there's a story behind the whole me calling the future baby uh, crotch fruit. It's not. It's not my term. So it's not your term. Um, no, but but I think it's hilarious. You've adopted. Um, should Smith baby number two be a lad? He shall be named. Vigo or Woodson? 155 of you voted. This was this was a hot one. Uh, and Ez was right, you know, and I I mean I back in my head I knew it was gonna happen. Vigo with ninety-two percent. Yeah. Woodson with eight percent. Had some great comments. Uh, a lot of people said I like the combination. Uh, I like Vigo Woodson Smith. It's a cool name. I really it like really that. is. And I, I but I, I want you could call him I, Woody. You, you know? could. You could. You know? Yes, you could. Um, but I want my dad's name in there too, but I, I'm conflicted, man. And, and, and Kurt was like, Hey man, Vigo Woodson, Joel Smith sounds good. Yeah. Do the, do the three names. And I like that, but I don't want, I don't want to diminish my, my father's name. You know what I mean? So I got to figure that out. I got to figure that out. You may have another son, you know, I, I think we're, I think we're calling it bud. Really? I think we're calling it it too. Well, we'll see. I'm really hoping it's a girl. So I don't have to deal with this. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, that was pretty cool. I think the best part of that was though, I was like thrilled with the gifs I found for that because the one is Vigo at the Oscars, and he's like turning to the left, 
And it's almost like he's looking at the gif of Charles Woodson. Like, oh, going, yeah. Yeah, number one. And he's right. like looking over his shoulder, kind of right. scared yeah. and clapping. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, good. just got a kick out yeah. of that. So. Um, awesome. Oh, and there, uh, you want to talk about the uh, the meetup in the possible future with Chase McKinney? Is uh, this kind of unofficial official? Yeah. I don't know. Did they, did they actually put a date on that? Like, I, It I, has been in the group, hasn't it, it? It's been in the group okay. for sure. But it's one of those things that I kind of wanted to know if it was um, if they had a date. Because I don't know. Yeah, I've, I didn't um, didn't notice that. Well, I, I can do a quick uh, search here well, for so, it. But so it's, the, the they're concept, meeting up. And, yeah, go ahead. yeah, the concept is that um, kind of like how we had the, the long-expected party, um, you guys, uppers, are wanting to have like meetups. Uh, a lot of you are close together in the country and haven't ever met before. You're kind of regional in the same area and want to get together and, and have a party. And um, so uh, Chase has headed up this like first one to, to get people together in the, in the Texas area. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd really like to go well, to this. I would like to go to this too. And, and here's the thing, uh, so could got, we road trip it? Could we drive? We could, we could fly too. I'm just kind of scared to fly. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I dude. Okay. You want too much information? <laughs> yes, I do. I always get really backed up when I fly and it takes about three weeks <laughs> to get back on schedule, man. <laughs> I mean, you just have to make sure it's like how a old do hour. I sound? You just have to make sure it doesn't matter, like a... bud. It doesn't matter because I know we'll get that four a.m. in the morning, and then my breakfast will be off, and my, I, I won't have processed it, I and I won't it. go for the next three weeks. Oh my gosh! Road okay. trips easier. You can stop at one of those travel centers. They got great toilets. You're fine. Right. Yeah. So anyway, well, I, I think it would be neat because one thing we could do is we could maybe set up a like if we had a chance to go, it would be a lot of fun for us to um, road trip down there. If you yeah. could do like a long weekend or or something, set up. Yeah. Uh, can look at dates. So they don't have any dates listed yet, but we've got a lot of interest in it and people are, are talking about going. So people who live in great. Houston, I think Shelby lives in Houston. So some other folks cool. live around uh, that area. So, you know, if we did one there and then I'm planning on going in the summer to um, England. Oh man, I'm so jealous. Yeah. So some of our England folks, I'd like to, you know, roll down there and just meet don't with have them too and, much fun without me guys. Okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Wow, dude. So, okay. Anyways. Yeah. That's, that's, did, that's seriously. Is that really how you just responded? Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll I mean, probably have more fun without you, Lime. <laughs> That's not what I was saying. What I was a, just saying that we're going to have fun. If only you know? we were friends. Can't have. Yeah. <laughs> well, come on. I was just saying save a little in the tank for when Goldberry oh, and Willie and me get over there. Oh, I will. I'm talking yeah. to all of you, okay? Okay. I'm talking to all of you. All right. That's fine. I get you. All right. I can't win tonight. <laughs> all right. Welcome um, to my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, in, in other corners here, just real quick. Um, we had a... Every time, cool. I, yeah. every time I come across a... Um, something in the old inbox that mm-hmm. we didn't discuss in Bywater Post or mm-hmm. that isn't a Tolkien story. Um, I either miss it or it kind of comes up later. And so uh, Robert Williams actually sent us something. He's uh, greeting us from Bree. And uh, he sent us a oh, couple cool. a couple things here. And this is a, a chapter. Uh, this is back on... Um, this is the Bridge of Casa Doom. Wow. Yeah. And so... What's interesting about that is is that like you know next chapter we're gonna have some cool connections with that right as well yes um, and a couple things had been coming back to my mind from from previous chapters so I'm I'm reading okay. today's chapter and I couldn't help but to think about um, the Barrowdowns and the Barrows um, I don't know why but I, I couldn't help it uh, because of the wow. creepiness because of the creepiness okay. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and sort of the, the last time and these two are on their own mm-hmm. Pippin and Mary. You know, and also it's Halloween. Mm. 
It's Halloween. Yes, it is. And so all of that was in my mind. So I'm thinking back to these yep. previous chapters. And so I came across this and I thought, um, you know, I'd re- read just a little bit here uh, yeah. from, from Robert. And he just kind of talks about, he's like, he has two big memories that are connected to that chapter. The first one was from when he read the books years ago, sitting on his front porch in the summer, unable to put the book down, excited, um, excitement growing as Gandalf stands on the bridge to defy the, the bell rock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So getting us, um, you know, kind of hyped again to, you know, next chapter is going to be good guys. I'm just going to say like, <laughs> like the tree, tree beard is cool, but it's, it's going to be a great, uh, well, you're giddy as a schoolboy because anytime anybody wants to talk about Gandalf, I'm down. Right. You know, so, uh, he shows his powers, his wisdom, breaking the bridge, defeating the creature. And then tears streaming down my face as Gandalf falls into the abyss. Yeah. So, you know, there's that, uh, secondly, actually more, uh, to do with the two towers movie, but in my mind, it is connected to the chapter. Um, I'm sorry, but in my mind, it is connected to this chapter uh, even more. Uh, opening night, sitting there excited and wondering where did Peter Jackson decide to jump back in? Uh, we got one of the things that I expected mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and he's kind of talking about the scene uh, where Gan- that follows Gandalf as he falls. Is is that like know, the best opening to a film? You've I ever think, seen? yeah, exactly. And, and to hear incredible. the echoing of his voice and all that kind of stuff, you know. And, and you think it's just going to be this, you know, scenic shot that goes into our characters. Yeah. You know, in, in the next installment, like, oh, snowy mountains. Okay, we're going to go down. We're going to find Frodo and Sam and they're in MMUL. Right. No. Right. No. You hear. We're going to take you back, dog. Yeah. You're, and you're just looking at the mountains. You shall not fall. Right. But you, and exactly. And yeah. you hear that echoing kind of come. And then boom, you shoot yep. right back in there. Right through. And, yeah. and you're able to kind of pick right back up. It's, <clears throat> it's fantastic. I don't even know if they needed to. Peter Jackson needed to to recap. I could almost just like fly into that mountain and mid fall pick up on oh my god where this is at. Yeah, and just be like what? Yeah, you know, like holy. Smokes. It's almost like he was testing. Are people even are they paying attention right off the bat? Right, because again, it's a it's picking a, the clues here. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but you know, he just kind of finishes with with a little you know, let's go, let's go, Gandalf, let's go get him. Yeah. You know, come on, still geeking out and rewatching it. So, yeah. um, just wanted to kind of bring that up because as the as they come up in the inbox, guys, I've got to kind of talk about them. So I like that. That's um, cool. Yeah. So, anyways, again, time travel. Yeah, Back and again, Robert is from Bree, uh, as he says, uh, Cincinnati. So, oh, that's <laughs> just down the road. That's, yeah, yeah for, that is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's cool. All right, guys. I think we are ready. Get another reread here for the reread. All right. We've decided to do this one a little bit differently, just because we quite honestly could have broken this into, I think, two episodes. Yeah, it's a long chapter. And we, since we didn't do that, we didn't prep you guys with it. I mean, we could, we could, you know, pull an audible right now and and do it if we wanted to. But <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <laughs> what you doing, Shane? <laughs> Uh, you know, but uh, we're going to, we're going to kind of just, uh, pull some of the major takeaways and kind of talk about them. Sure. Um, what we thought was cool, what we thought was interesting, yep. read a couple passages and kind of go through it in, in that regard. So versus a line by line analysis yeah. like we typically do. Yeah. It's just, it's it okay. sucked into it. Absolutely. I'm good okay. with that. Okay. I told you to keep me on track though. Right. Yeah. And I, I want I'm you, you get lost, you. you get lost in it. That's fine. And I, I will pull you back out. All right. Sounds That's good. what we'll do. Okay. Thanks, so, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> in recap, um, Pippin and Mary uh, are in the custody of the orcs. They they kind of, uh, you know, uh, as we know, they, they, were, they, were, they were traveling. Mistreated. Um, with great speed. Yeah. yeah. The, the orcs. What? I mean, I was thinking, again, Halloween. And I looked at all the costumes out here, and I was yeah. thinking, where's the good orc mask costume? You know, where is it? It's waiting for us, man. Yeah. We got we to gotta don that. We do. We need to. We really do. Yeah. What was the order? Grishnok? 
Grishnok and Ugluk. Ugluk. Yeah. If only we knew a, uh, you know. I know. Could you makeup artist? Oh my! Prosthetics oh, specialist. Oh my gosh, Tammy, think, if you're listening, could you send us a no? Like do you a, think a if face we, mask? Do you in the think mail? if we went out there, do you think Tammy would make us up? <laughs> did you just think up a really cool journey yeah. for us? I, I did, and I so. also thought of a new patron goal. So there <laughs> yeah. we go, guys. If Fly we, out to Los Angeles. We get Tammy some drinks, dude. What if she did it drunk? Well, she'd have to because that's how she. That's how know, she operates. That's how she operates. So, but like really like funny drunk. Yeah, and it'd be great. Yeah, it'd be great. And we could then we could record part two. <laughs> while she's yes, while she's putting it on. She could tell stories. <laughs> Dude, she could make us out as orcs. That would be nuts. We'd both have to shave. I'd pay for the material. Bro, we'd both have to shave. Yeah, that's okay. That'd be awesome. It'd be worth it, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Okay, sorry. And we're, she could sign it. Oh get out of here. Okay. Yes. Awesome. All right, all right, we're done. Sorry. Yeah. Um <laughs> So anyways, uh they they're kind of um they've been taken captive here. And the two groups are fighting, mm-hmm. right? So we've got the orcs from Mordor, and we've got the orcs from Isengard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Pippin takes advantage of that. He's able to cut uh, the bonds that are wrapped around his hands mm-hmm. and uh, loosens that knot, puts it, you know, kind of puts it back on. Yep. And super stealthy, right? Yep. He's dropping his, uh, well, he's making, making hobbit footprints. He's making, mm-hmm. he's dropping his, his leaf. His brooch. It's his brooch. And uh, <laughs> so... You know, laying the you know, or, uh, the trail for his companions to kind of find. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Aemir yeah. and his men though end up attacking, and uh, Pippin and Marion, Pip, Mary and Pippin are able to uh, escape into Fangorn Forest. Yeah. So, now summary, and that's where we find them. We find them kind of making their way into the Fangorn, the the Fangorn Forest, Fangorn Forest. Yeah. Uh, they get in there. They they take a little drink of water. Uh, kind of make their way up this rock wall and well they encounter an ent whose name by name name by by name of treebeard by name of treebeard okay yeah uh we learn a lot about what what ants are we learn who this treebeard is we learn about fangorn forest he even invites us over to his house okay we go to one of his houses yes we go to welling hall um we find out that uh we do a lot of walking and talking with treebeard we find out that he's a friend of gandalf um you know that uh Saruman has has you know he's aware of this treachery and that orcs have been passing in and out of Fangorn. Um, we also learned that uh, you know Ents had Entwives and Ent maidens and and what's happened to them and why they can't find them, um, and that uh, you know this population of Ents is dwindling because there are no young Ents because of the loss of the of the Entwives, um, and then uh, you know Treebeard he he knows something's got to be done here. Yeah. He knows that, that if he can, he has to rouse the Ents. So he calls for Entmoot. Um, all these Ents gather uh, and they discuss what's going on. Now, you got to understand, to say anything in Entish, it takes a long time. Yes, it does. And you only talk about things that are worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So it, it really takes a long time. Um, so, you know, while they're discussing, Mary and Pippin hang out with uh, uh, probably... Um, an ant that you and I would get along with. He's a little more of a, he's a little brasher, a little more smart mouthed, uh, Quickbeam, who uh, you know got his name from answering a question. <laughs> yeah. Before the uh, the ant was done asking it, um, and you know by the end uh, they they hear this this silence and then this this roaring coming towards them and the ants are are marching to Isengard to uh, to deal with Saruman to deal with his treachery. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. 
it's a fantastic chapter. There's a lot, and, and we're gonna pull just as as we can. You know, some some interesting tidbits. You know, I just looked up some stuff on on Tolkien Gateway as you were talking yeah. there about Treebeard. Yeah, and it it notes it, it mentions that he's the eldest person in Middle Earth. Let me let that linger for a second. <laughs> did you notice that? I mean, did you like? So I mean, so was he Tom's daddy? Well, I mean, he, so so Tom is 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 fatherless, right? He's, he's are Tom and Treebeard the same person? The same person. <laughs> uh, here we go. Here we go. Are Treebeard? Both and, of them be the oldest? There. That's uh, you know. I Never don't know. mind. I'm guys, foot in my mouth. I don't know the Silmarillion. Don't crucify me. I don't know. Well, this is information taken from the Silmarillion, talking about the year of the trees and and you know. Uh, his creation and things. So we're going to get into how, you know, because um, because when he's talking about Saruman, he refers to him as young Saruman. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's and right. he refers to, uh, he talks about the elves. Well, if you look at that timeline, he is. He is, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he talks about when the Astari came. Was it the second age or the yeah. third age? When did the Astari come? Oh, testing to, your knowledge real wow, quick. Why, why, why sorry, sorry. <laughs> why would you ask me? Late? Well, I looked at the timeline. Okay, so that, there's rules on the podcast. Life, Never ask as anything that he doesn't that, have an answer prepped for. It was that Life magazine, right? The, the or the time was it oh, Time or yeah. Life, and they had this really cool. Because I, you know, I get lost in the, those timeline guys. I drown. But yeah. I was looking at it and I was like, "Holy cow! I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna go through them from beginning all the way to the end. And I'm gonna try and follow it, even though I don't know all these different groups of whatevers." Yeah, um, and. Uh, I noticed that, you know, I was pretty far in before third age. There you go. Before the Astari showed up. And I was like, whoa. So, so Gandalf wasn't around um, when, when Sauron was defeated, you know, at that, at the the battle of the last Alliance. I I was just blown. I I guess I had never really realized that before. Cause you know, he's someone, if he had been around, you, you, he would have been fighting there. He would have been there with Elrond Mm -hmm. and, and um, you know, uh, Elendil and, uh, Gilgalad. So anyway, well, it's interesting because they talk, you know, true. So he would be young compared to. Trader. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's one of those things like, and, and he knows them again, the, the, the Astari, the wizards are, sh- they're, they're in disguise. Right. Which is another cool thing. Yeah. Okay. They're disguised as, as old men, yeah. you know, and, and really their spirits that were sent, you know, yes, from, that's right. Yeah. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, th- they are my are, you know, yeah. right. So, which is kind of neat, but it, it does say, I'll just look this up. The Astari came to middle earth around the year, um, 1,000 in the Third Age. Wow. So uh, it says, though the Blue Wizards may have arrived much earlier, each wizard was assigned uh, a color for his clothes. Um, yeah. It, cool stuff. Got a lot of interesting stuff there. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Because, Sorry. Yeah. Well, because uh, we, we mentioned Saruman here, and actually that's something that uh, Pippin and Mary want to know more about. Who is he? Mm-hmm. Who is this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, And, and he, yeah. he kind of talks about how he ascended to uh, the head of the White Council. Which is kind of neat. That's so. true. Yes, that is true. Okay. All right. Awesome. Uh, sorry about that. Kind of rambled. Up. So much for keeping it short, huh? You want to kind of get in here? Yeah, let's just dive in here. So, okay. Right um, our, we, we've got a couple. Man, we've got to share these pictures, too, with, with the folks that yeah, you found. Yeah, they're cool, because, aren't they? Uh, Lane pulled some really neat. Um, oh, there we go. Where are we at? We're in Fangborn. You guys hear that? Is that too go. loud? That's good. I like it. Uh, so yeah, we're in the forest now, and we start with with Mary and Pippin kind of uh, uh, making their way through there. So I'll just read the the beginning here to get us mm-hmm. started. Meanwhile, the hobbits went with as much speed as the dark and the tangled forest allowed, following the line of the running stream westward and up towards the slopes of the mountains, deeper and deeper into Fangorn. Slowly, their fear of the orcs died away. Now that's interesting. Yeah, uh, it's proximity. 
right? Yep, but sure. it's also as they sure. get into this tangle. Yep. Um, and their pace slackened. A queer, stifling feeling came over them, as if the air were too thin or too scanty for breathing. Isn't that so, interesting? Yeah. Envision this like suffocating forest. Well, they talk about the density of, of, of the trees yeah. and just how, you know, even these brown leaves that would that look like they should be falling. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of still caught up in the trees. Yeah. You know, like they're not they're unable to fall. Yeah. You know, which I think is interesting. So different kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But it's kind of a spooky feel, you know, it, it is. It, man. it feels it feels like it's for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is. And uh, it's weird in, in the, the way in which Treebeard kind of shows up. They're they're commenting on this forest, yeah. Right, they're they're making some commentary. Yeah. I love the um. So it's not skipping too far ahead. I, I just I had this uh, bracketed and wowed and underlined all the all the way through. Uh, Pippin was just talking about how it reminded him, and I love this when we're when we're taken back to the Shire. Right, it's my favorite place. I love going back there. That the forest reminded him somehow of the old room in the great place of the Took. So way back in the Smales at Tuckborough. Yep. A huge place where the furniture has never been moved or changed for generations. They say the old Tuke lived uh, in it year after year while he and the, the room got older and shabbier together. And it was never been changed since he died a century ago. Yeah. So just that feeling of, and I, you know, what, what uh, Pippin is, is drawing it back to is the oldest place he knows. Yeah, The exactly. oldest place he knows is that room and just the feeling of, of a place that is old. It's, it's kind of stagnant in a way. And that's, maybe that's part of why the... The air is different in there. It's this is, it's almost ancient. That's a good. It ha, know, it's ancient. unmovable. It's yes. things that haven't moved. Yes, right. right. Well, I, and, and this forest is one of the. We we learned this this chapter, right? That this is, or was it last chapter? One of those. It's it and the old forest are the two remnants from yep. from the forest that once covered all of Middle yes. Earth. Yep. Um, they are the the two lone. And we talked about Fangorn's bigger than the old forest. Yeah. But it they're they're the only surviving. Uh, well, right, and even in elder days, sort of like the like the reshaping of of uh, of this Middle Earth now, yeah. you know, uh, how the land has shifted and changed, and, yeah. and these are still uh, places that have seen that were around when that dark presence, that dark force, was on the land, you it, know. It so makes, yeah, it makes me think of those. Um, gosh, what do we call them in the United States? What? There's there's a name for like there are some. There are some forests in the in the U.S. that have not they've never been cut. Oh, really? What is that called? There's a, there's a term for that. Anyway, yeah. they're very few and far between. A lot of a lot of the woods we have now is new growth. It's within a hundred years because you know when you went through and you uh, turned everything into fields for agriculture, you cut all the trees down. But there are some places where the forests have been untouched since you know the continent was formed, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. think about these places how. Um, like if we, you and I walked into a woods like that, it would feel very different from going down to, you know, Clear Creek or Hawking Hills. It would yes. feel yes. ancient. It would feel like its own, you know, almost m- more alive. That's how I envision envision Fangorn. It's it's breathing too, and that's why there's less in there, man. Yeah, for sure. And they they talk about how animals basically it's so thick. It's almost a place in which. Yeah animals wouldn't uh, they don't go he says this you know you can't imagine animals living here at all yeah or which is weird for, for the woods that's what you envision that's in right the, in the forest yeah. so it's strange that it, that it would kind of this is truly a a place where you know plants and trees and things grow and live this is where they live yeah you know so so cool man which is pretty neat now on on pippin's comment there what 
What's the name of his great great grandfather there? Old uh, uh, Geront Gerontius Gerontius Gerontius. I don't know. Yeah, I love that name though. I love that he says, and, and that puts it back a bit. You know, <laughs> being like how far back. Yeah, uh, he's thinking, but he says that this is nothing uh, compared to the old feeling of this wood. Because when I first was reading this um, as a part of the reread, uh, not back in the day, but I started to think about the wood uh, that was maybe in the furniture that he was talking about. Oh, and I kind of wondered, yeah. like, uh, is there some, was there something there, you know, some connection or whatever. Oh, that's interesting. That maybe never got, that. you know, teased out or whatever, but yeah. I just thought, you never know, you know. So. Oh, I like that. Um, I like, too, how he makes note of... He says, look at all those weeping, trailing beards and whiskers of lichen. And, you know, it's there's another thing, too, right? Um, to, de- to describe lichen and, and weeds and stuff like a beard, a beard, you know, indicates something that's old. Right. Yep. You know, ancient. You think of old men with beards. You don't think of young men with beards. Right. Until, you know, like more recently or whatever. Um, so that's kind of cool, too, just personifying. And also, you know, thinking about these trees as, uh, you know, uh, people. In a way. Well, that's one of the biggest things. When we get to Treebeard here, uh, it's uh, something that I noted was just how different his appear, how he's described, than what we saw in the films. Yeah. I really thought it was very, very different. Um, Not very different, but like definitely enough to to say, you know. But yeah, absolutely. We'll get there real quickly. um, I want to make a comment about the sun. You know, so it's very dim and and, 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 and cloudy, but like. Mm. You know, but the sun, at any rate, must peep in sometime, said Mary. So they're wondering, you know, why it hasn't peeped in, uh, if it ever does. That's right. Yep. You know, and uh, so so eventually it gets to the point where it will it will peep in, and it makes things look a lot nicer, mm-hmm. you know. And actually, Pippin makes a comment that that sort of keeps Treebeard from trampling him, you know, yeah, like he's true. one of those little orcs, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. So, anyways. So anyways, and Pippin says, so when they talk about the animals not living there, he also says, nor hobbits. And I don't like the thought of trying to get through it either. Uh, you know, nothing nothing to eat for 100 miles, I should guess. And then he wants to know about their supply. And so they have a bit of lambus bread uh, and, and are able to kind of uh, continue. But, but not much. No. There, there's, not, there's not a whole left, a whole lot Broken, left. So yeah, fragments. Our, our hobbits are in dire straits here. They, they need help. Uh, they, they need someone to kind of... Give him a hand here. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. In an unfamiliar place, not a lot of food. Had just, you know, just broken from their captivity. Right. Yeah. Yep. And now is when that those the, those shafts of sunlight start to kind of come down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just then, they became aware of a yellow light that had appeared some way further on into the wood. Shafts of sunlight seemed suddenly to have pierced the yeah. forest roof. Yeah. Hello, said Mary. <laughs> the sun must have run into uh, a cloud while we were under these trees, and now she has run out again, or else she has climbed high enough to look down through some opening. It isn't far. Let's go and investigate. And so I think that is sort of the thing, is that like it, it seems like the sun has to be at maybe its highest point to peer down into sure. some of these you so know, places. Yeah. yeah, if it's coming in from the side... It's well shaded, yeah. type of thing, bunch or of lichen and moss and stuff, right. for it to get through. Yeah, could also be. I a also, this is something totally unrelated. I also like how um, Mary calls the sun a she. Yes, I've never. That's. I think it's the first time I've ever heard. I thought that too, my you friend. Know, we always think, yeah. Mr. Sun, Sun, Mr. Golden Sun. You know, you always think of the sun as a man. Yeah. For whatever reason, I I like thinking about the sun as as a she. I like that a lot. I think I'm gonna start using yeah, that. Yeah, giving life. So anyway, you know, absolutely. Yeah, so. yeah. The new day is born. But oh, okay. So they uh, let's see here. 
they, they start to make some more comment on the, the land changes a little bit it gets stonier right right as as bluffs. they yeah they're making their way towards that sunlight yep and so up we go said mary joyfully uh now for a breath of air and a sight of the land yeah so they climbed and they scrambled up the rocks and uh the wind starts to change here and it turned east again and it feel it kind of felt cool mm-hmm. so they're actually climbing i think aren't they kind of Going up this that's hill. The, that's the image I got. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yep. they're kind of moving up, and we talk. We'll talk about the hill later on because mm-hmm. it's something that's uh, described by by Treebeard. But uh, Pippin says, "Yes, I'm oh, yeah, afraid. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid this is only a passing gleam." So they talk about uh, oh the the is this the sun part? Yeah, and and it will go gray again. Mm-hmm. What a pity! This shaggy old forest looked so different in the sunlight. I almost felt. I liked the place. Yeah. And that's where, in the light, he seems to kind of like it, you know. Which and is interesting because, like, that's, that's interesting, too, thinking about that. They they have, like, they could have PTSD from, from this type of forest. Last time when this, they were true. in this type of forest, they were almost, you know, eaten by a tree. That's true. And now they hear, they're sitting in the same type of ancient wood, and they're going, you know, I almost kind of like this place. Right. So there's something, there, there is something different about Fangorn, I think. Well, and also, to me, what, what I, I, I thought most of is, like, these areas are just less scary than the orcs they were yeah, with. Yeah, well, the, the patches of um, sunlight. Yeah. Later on, Treebeard kind of talks about places in Fangorn yes. that had more light a dark, and more dark. Yes. Yeah, more light and more dark. And so, That's true. That's you know, true. Uh, and I think some of that has to do with Saruman walking around and learning its ins and, that, its ins and How outs. How about that, too, man? Yeah. So That's a little nugget I can't wait to talk about. That. Yeah. So, and we'll compare it all back to, uh, you know, the old. Uh, the old forest as well. Yeah. So now enter Treebeard. Okay. Yes. So here we go. Our friend uh, Treebeard is here and he says, almost felt like the old, like, like almost felt like you liked the forest. <laughs> he says, that's good. That's uncommonly kind of you. <laughs> and I think he means that though. That's oh, yeah. uncommonly Absolutely. kind of you. Yeah. And because well, everyone's afraid of Fangorn, aren't they? They're told not to go they, into yeah, it. It's, right. it's, it's, it's scary. It's they, dangerous. Right. Yeah. Trees um, have a mind of their own there. Right. Exactly. So he, he wants them to turn around and to, to, and to, to look at him. So he grabs them by the shoulder, <laughs> twists them around. There was no um, gently but irresistibly. So they were not able <laughs> yeah. to resist. And these two great arms lift uh, them up into the air. So, and I think this part is kind of neat. And I'm Gotta just going to read this. The read, description, right? Yeah, yeah. read the description. Yeah. You, go, you go ahead. Uh, okay. They found that they were looking at, an all, at a most extraordinary face. It belonged to a large man-like, almost troll-like figure. At least 14 foot high, very sturdy, with a tall head and hardly any neck. Whether it was clad in stuff like green and gray bark, or whether that was its hide, was difficult to say. At any rate, the arms, at a short distance from the trunk, were not wrinkled, but covered with a brown, smooth skin. The large feet had seven toes each. The lower part of the long face was covered with a sweeping gray beard, bushy, almost twiggy at the roots. Thin and mossy at the ends. But at the moment, the hobbits noted little but the eyes. And we talked about the importance mm-hmm. of the yeah. eyes, man. We were, yep. that, that was most of our uh, pre-recording conversation. These deep eyes were now surveying them, slow and solemn, but very penetrating. They were brown, shot with a green light. Often afterwards, Pippin tried to describe his first impressions of them. And here is actually his, this is a little time travel here. This, this is time is, travel, This yep. is his description later on. So cool how Tolkien can just do whatever he wants. Right. One felt as if 
uh, one felt as if there was an enormous well behind them, filled up with ages of memory and long, slow, steady thinking, but their surface was sparkling with the present, like sun shimmering on the outer leaves of a vast tree or on the ripples of a very deep lake. Man, just think about that mm -hmm. for a second. The yep. imagery is perfect. I don't know, but it felt as if something that grew in the ground, asleep, you might say, or just feeling itself as something between root tip and leaf tip, between deep earth and sky had suddenly waked up and was considering you with the same slow care that it had given to its own inside affairs for endless years. Wow. It's, yeah. Wow. It actually made me think of like if, if Mother Nature were to just spring up appear in some way and look right at you and look right at you and consider you you know and it'd be both a frightening it would be very very comforting thing yeah it w and part of why it be would, would be frightening is because it's almost like you think back on how well have i taken care of sure or how, how good have i been sure to to mother to to mother earth because uh, treebeard says it's uncommon for that for some for a creature to make this type of comment yeah. On his forest. And I, I would feel, too, that something that ancient, I would think, how insignificant am I? Right. You know, and even as I, I'm sure the hobbits are feeling that way, too. We're just little tiny hobbits. This thing is clearly ancient. It's clearly a protector. Uh, never seen anything like this guy. Right. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, I said before we, we were talking, before we started, uh, that it made me think that, hmm, is this a giveaway that Pippin lives? That he, yeah. That he reflects yeah. back on this? And then you Which, said yeah. something very interesting to me. Uh, it's not that he maybe we don't know what condition he would be living in. Though. Sure, do sure. Is so he enslaved? But you're right, though. It is. It is a. It is a cool little tease ahead or a flash forward that Pippin will, you know, does survive at least you to know, some degree. To some degree, because uh -huh. maybe he uh -huh. reflect on this. He was like reflecting on this before the end. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it was after the series is over. You don't really know. So it's in, cool, isn't it? In the it's midst of the really writing cool. here, like you know, it says that he tried. Often afterwards, so yeah. that's all it says. Often afterwards, he tried to describe his first impression of them, yeah. the eyes that he was looking into. So I don't know. And I think that's cool because even, even if Tolkien didn't know exactly where he was going, as a reader, you read that and you go, this guy's got it all mapped out. Oh, sure. And, and, it, and, it, and that trust that you have built up with him already just deepens and you're like, yep, this dude knows what he's doing. Right. Well, in. I love that you said that. We still wouldn't even know what state Pippin would be in. Sure. Yeah, it you keeps know? us guessing, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. You're right. He could be enslaved, and this could be his best memory from, from what happened in the, right. during this time. And he's, you know, thinking for, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. These, are these cool sounds he makes. Hoom, hoom. You have a pretty good tree beard voice, don't you? Very odd indeed. Do not be hasty. That is my motto. <laughs> Uh, Not really. No, I like. I do like. Just every once in a while, I impersonate Treebeard on my own. It's always better when the mic's not on. Yeah, but I it's just fun. he's got a. And I love how John Reese Davy did his voice. Just that. Did I just blow your mind? You did you not know that was him? No, I that did was not. him. Yes. So the, the the way he. I hear it now. Yes, it was the way <laughs> he would like. Now. I loved how he would like go out of breath. Yes, almost like. <gasps> Yeah, just continuing on, and it sounds like a creaking tree. It sounds yeah. like the moaning of the forest. And then I think they even they took his voice recordings and they pumped it through, um, like like wooden things. Mm -hmm. Like they had these tunnels with wooden. Um, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to describe, but they they somehow infused the sound of that you know of wood with his voice. That's amazing. How cool is that? 
it's to awesome. give it that deeper, older feel. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I did not know that. So yeah, it's actually that awesome? really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. now that I'm like hearing uh, his voice in my head, yes. uh, Treebeard's voice, yep. I'm like, oh yeah, there, there it is. It, yep. It's exactly. My home lays uh-huh. at the roots. Yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so this voice, yeah, again, a deep voice, like the very deep woodwind uh, instrument. Yes, right. Uh, very odd indeed. He says, "Do not be hasty." That is my motto. And so again, they're not a hasty people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I had seen you before I heard you, uh, I liked them. Nice little voices. They reminded me of something. <laughs> I cannot remember. If I had seen you before I heard you, I should have just trodden on you, taking you for little orcs, and found <laughs> out my mistake afterwards. Very odd you are, indeed. Root and twig. Very odd. How cool here that, like, you know, their voices have gotten them in trouble before. Right, yeah. them kind of being chatterboxes and and loud, especially Pippin. Right, and here it ended up saving their lives. Saves their lives. Yeah, exactly. that's a good cool. point. Kinda that's a good cool. point. Yeah, but I, what I like is that he says uh, that their voices reminded him of something that he cannot remember. Is that an ant wife? No, because he can remember the ant wives. Well, I don't know. I'm like, what does an ant wife sound like? I don't know. I mean, again, it it. I don't know. I did, mean, I, did Treebeard give birth to the hobbits? I mean, what's going well, on? Well, man? here's the thing: like the hobbits <laughs> like things that grow, you know, and, and yes, and. You know, they're kind of into, they love that, right? So, it, I don't know. There's there's something, a, a connection there. What? What do you got? I don't know. No, I'm just going to get myself in trouble. Say it. You're allowed to say crazy stuff. I mean, stuff. When, the, when the hobbits wandered, you know, west. Yeah. They passed through the Brownlands, was, was Treebeard with, you know, Fembrothil. Yeah. You see a little hobbit? Chase Maybe. one off? I don't know. Maybe maybe he hasn't come across it before, but they, he has. this is where he starts to talk about how he, that they don't come up in the in yeah the, they're not uh, in the, they're not accounted for right that's in the right in, in the old lists that's right the old list the old list this is they're right up there. your alley dude this is your kind of stuff hey man this is you know he I knows the list and and they're not there so who wrote um, these lists yeah I right probably Tom yeah <laughs> somebody did uh, these were the lists that he was that he was. Uh, well, hold on a second. If he's the oldest and he's someone he who's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, people listing off, you know, the, the different um, mm-hmm. spe- beings, creatures mm-hmm. in Middle Earth, you know? Yep. So, all right. So, let's see. He ah. introduces himself too, right? We got to get to that there. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. He just says, uh, you know, I'm an Ent. Um, yes, Ent is the word. The Ent. Uh, I am, you might say, in your manner of speaking. Fangorn is my name, according to some. Treebeard, others make it. Treebeard will do. Mm-hmm. And Ent, said Mary, what's that? But what do you call yourself? What's your real name? Who now, replied Treebeard. Who? Now that would be telling. Not so hasty, and I am doing the asking. You are in my country. What are you, what are you I wonder. And that's where he gets into the them, them tying, you know, figuring out what yeah, what, I can't place what, it. Where, what you yeah, are. Right. It was really cool. We talked about this before. So, you know, Treebeard, his real name is, well, not his real name, but Fangorn, according to some. Yeah. You know, Fangorn is also his force, his woods. Right? Yes. And we made the connection from, uh, you know, might be too much Tom, guys, but we just love Tom. We're always looking yeah. for connections. And, the, you know, the parallel or the, I guess, the relationship of Fangorn Forest and the old forces, you, you got to bring it up. You got to talk about it because yeah. they're, they're these two remnants. Um, and so, you know, uh, Fangorn is Treebeard. Fangorn is also the forest. So he and his forest are one. They share the same name. Um, and you go to the old forest, which is where Tom mm-hmm. is. 
and Tom is called the eldest. Yeah. Eldest mm-hmm. old forest. They share a name. They are one. Right. It's kind of interesting to think about. It's like you, you start to see the, the comparison between these two guardians and their, and their woods. Pretty cool. Yes, exactly. So, but anyway, we get into, uh, you know, this, this list. Do you want to read this list as? Or should do we uh, do we have time for that? I mean, we're getting kind of dug in well, here, we'll man. Just, yeah, well, it's okay. We'll, 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 the we'll air read. is a little thin. It is. We'll read the list and then we'll, and then we'll move on because okay. there's, there's so much to cover. Yes. Um, so he kind of says, you know, learn now the lore of living creatures. Uh, first name, the four, the free peoples. Eldest of all, the elf children. Dwarves, the delver. Dark are their houses. Mm. Ent, the earthborn. So... This is where I got kind of confused, you know, is like first of the four, is it just in the list? You know, the free peoples. Good uh, question. Eldest, eldest of all, the elf children. Then he says, dwarf the delver. Uh, dark are his houses. Uh, Int the earthborn, old as mountains. Okay. Man the mortal, master of horses. Hmm. 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 <laughs> That's actually in the text, guys. Um, <laughs> Beaver the builder. Buck the Leaper, uh, Bear be Hunter, Boar the, fi- the Fighter, uh, Hound is Hungry, Hare is Fearful, Eagle is uh, Eagle is Eerie, Ox is Pasture, Oxen, oxen Pasture, um, Harthorn Crowned, Hawk is Swiftest, Swan the Whitest, Serpent Coldest, and he says, hmm, hmm, how did it go? Room Tum, Room Tum, Roomy, Room Tea, <laughs> Tum tum, it was a long list. But anyways, uh, you do not seem to fit in anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And Pippin says, "Why not make a new list?" I love this, man. You know, half-grown hobbits, the hole dwellers, and he loves it. Love it. Treebeard loves it as well. He says, "You're uh, not bad, not bad. Um, that would do." So you live in holes, huh? It sounds very right and proper. Who calls you hobbits, though? Mm-hmm. That does not sound elvish to me. <laughs> Elves made all the old words. They began it. Now, yeah. this is where I'm going to make a quick aside. Okay? okay. So as you look at this, I teach morphology and I teach some of like, you know, when we talk about the history of the English language, we talk about the influences of the Anglo-Saxons, um, Latin, The Greek, committee, right? Yeah. All yeah. of it. Right. The committee of, of influences. And to me, I almost thought when I, when I read this, uh, Treebeard wants to know who who called you that, who gave you that name, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, it's it's kind of telling here in that like the the the, the name uh, is it is it something that you gave yourself, yeah, or was it or was it given to you, mm-hmm. etc. And the which hobbits, came first, the name or the or the being? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the hobbits called themselves hobbits. Yeah, that's what it says. That's what Pippin says. We yeah. call ourselves that. Yeah. That's what we call ourselves. Yeah, and so. It's very odd to me that no one really knows where these folk came from. And Gandalf often was, I think, a little dumbfounded. Right? <laughs> so let's think about it for a second. Like we, everyone knows about the elves. We know about the dwarves. Uh, yeah. The, uh, oh gosh, I just lost the name. The, the Bjornings, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You've got uh, all these different creatures that they seem to know about. Ents are known. You know, we know about them. Yeah. We don't know about hobbits. Yeah. I mean, hobbits yeah. are in this whole little area, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's it's sort of like, you know, I mean, yeah, again, they're they're known in that the elves know they, they pass through their land, but like where did they come from? Yeah. 
They're not in the old lists. They're not in any of these old. So when did they emerge? Yeah. Where did they come from? Who sent them? How did they come to to be? And I think Gandalf is mystified by that as well. And he goes and sort of, you know, tries to figure that out. That's why he spends a lot of time with them yeah. and realizes they have this sort of, oh, uh, uh, their own magic. Yes, they do. I would say. Yes, they do. So I think it's interesting. Now, back to the is. history of the English language. Like, oftentimes when you look at the names, you know, even the names of, like, men, Aragorn, Eomer, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, um, you look at elves, you've got Arwen, Elrond, mm-hmm. so whatever his, so some of his son's names, you know, he's got, they're, they're, they're Elros, elaborate. Eladin. There you go. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're complex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then you look at, like, Bilbo, Frodo, mm-hmm. you know. Now, Peregrine and, 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 and uh, uh, Merodach, you know, are a little bit what they are, what they are. But the, even mm-hmm. their, their last names, so look at their, their surnames. Mm-hmm. They seem more Anglo-Saxony-like, you know, and something that's mm-hmm. more of like a, a base. It just it seemed like Tolkien was kind of like when he looked at the language development or he looked at like naming things, he took mm-hmm. that into consideration. And he looked at like uh, the, the ways in which... Um, like even developing orc names, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just, I just, it's just really neat how they all kind of have their own style and theme. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, and I just kind of it, it, it um, resonated with me here because they're talking about their names and where they yeah. came from. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention it because I know he was a student of, um, you know, our language and and really you know a linguist and, yeah. and things. And I, I I know he had to have thought about that in naming these different, you know. Well, yeah, and it's cool because usually, I mean, you, you associate a name as something that is given to you, right? You yeah. didn't choose your name. I didn't choose my name. Right. It was given to me. And it's just cool that the, yeah, the hobbits are different. They're different in a lot of ways. Why wouldn't they be different in how they got their name? You know, yeah. they gave it to themselves. It's something they call themselves. And, right. and yeah, uh, Tolkien was all about um, name comes first. And then the character is created from whatever name I choose. Yeah. You know, however I construct their name, that's going to tell who they are. Right. And like, I mean, find another other than, you know, mythology, which was based around a language that, you know, obviously had the same set of rules. Find another like mythology that was created yeah. like that, you know? Right. Exactly. It's, it's crazy. Well, here's something interesting. Uh, talking more about names. Uh, Treebeard is kind of like cautioning them to, to not let out their own right names. Uh, he says to be careful about that. He, and, and Mary says, we aren't yeah. careful about that, you know. <laughs> and uh, he goes on to say, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm a brandy buck. Uh, and he goes on to tell him his name. And Pippin chimes right in. Here's my name. And we learn that Treebeard's real actual name, uh, either it was right before that or it was right after, is ever growing. Yes. It's always growing. And it's not something he's. Which is exactly like a tree. Ready to share. Yeah, always exactly. Grows. So it's just. Yeah. It's different, which is neat. It's really cool. And, and, you know, Treebird says, hmm, but you are hasty folk, <laughs> I see. So, but he's, on, he's honored with, their, with, their, with their confidence. Their confidence, and, yeah. And so uh, I think that's pretty neat. But, okay, my friend, let's, well, we are way bogged down. What oh, else I know, we got man, here? It's just so interesting. It's very interesting. There's so many um, points here. He makes a comment here uh, about Gandalf and Saruman and wanting to know sort of what's going on. I'm going to kind of run us through some of this and get us to another sure. one of our next do bullet it. points. I do cool? have one little tidbit, though, and this, this goes along with the, the future. It seems like his eyes change based on, his, on like his mood or speech or content of his words. Have, did you catch that? How there's always this, the, We're always drawn back to Treebeard's eyes and how yep. they change. They might yep. brighten. Uh, they become more. I mean, it says here, 
he's beginning to talk, um, and it says, and the eyes became very bright and quote unquote present. So like almost the, I don't know, like when you look into his eyes and, and, and Pippin talked about that depth of time, yeah. you can almost see, you know, if he's retreating more into the past or if he is more present. Yeah. It, it, it's it, like, it's almost like the rings on a tree. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's so incredible to think well, if, if these, if these giant, these silent giants around us yeah. that see everything, yep. I think about the giving tree, Yeah, you know, great, great children's book. You know, if, if they could talk, what would they say? How long would it take them to talk? Mm -hmm. And, and he, you know, this, this is a man who loved trees. He was obsessed with trees. He felt like, you know, they weren't ever given enough respect or credit or reverence. Yep. You know? Um, and that's, I'm sure that's why he portrayed the elves as, as being like super respectful to all of nature, but especially trees. Yep. Um, it's just incredible. It's incredible how he was able to, to, do that do that justice absolutely yeah well you you kind of mentioned one of the things is that his eyes are changing the colors change and i think of how the leaves on a tree yeah. change color yeah, right it's another thing too because they see this green flicker in his eye yep you know uh just, kind of i just humorous, looked at that yeah, yeah exactly you know and so and he was kind of as he's talking that you we saw like this deep yellow before we see this mm-hmm. um green flicker and then later on we're going to see green and red sparks, you know, yeah. kind of hitting the ground around him. Gosh. Um, <laughs> so, which is, which is so awesome. Cool. So, but, but uh, just to kind of move us through here a little bit, you know, so he's talking about which side he would be on. Yeah. And really he says, you know, no side, mm-hmm. no one really takes my side. Yeah. And so I'm not really interested in, in, uh, you know, this, this side or that side, but there are sides that he is not like, or that he's, how does he put that? That he's um, against maybe or yeah. something. Yeah, and so, like the orcs, right, and 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 uh, Sauron, right, and sort of his evil, you know, and yeah. he's and, and that he is, he does thank the elves for um, curing their um, their dumbness and then allowing yeah. them, teaching them to speak yeah. and things yeah. like that, and and so there's, so he's thankful for that, um, but yeah, he kind of just talks about how he's not really on any one side and bring up master gandalf right yeah they they I, you know did you did you know who he was and yeah. uh mary and pippin talk about the fact that he was their friend and their guide yeah and that sort of gives treebeard this reassurance to say okay i can talk to you folks now yeah. you know uh, but the, says he's the only wizard that really cared about the trees that's right the only which is interesting because you think about radagast and you you kind of envision radagast as this he's kind of more of the hippie right he's always right. with animals but you think you there know it is animals animals are different from from trees yes. like in, in terms of like how how mankind thinks of them right we right. think we put them in different categories yep and it's maybe gandalf and treebeard and tolkien run something different it's, you know they're not so different as we as we think we, we can assign phil this task because phil's all over this stuff he's our historical but if you expert, go back and look and i just haven't had the time and i it's been a long time since i, I looked it up but like if you go back to look at the astari and you look at who they were close to some of the Valar and some of the other Maiar and so. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah that it, makes sense. It, it actually shows you a relationship as, the, you as to why Gandalf was who he was, mm-hmm. and Radagast is who he is, mm-hmm. because those were the different, um, you know, Valar that were in charge of different yeah. things or sung like some the of gods. that into mm-hmm. yeah yeah in, in, into being. So I we'll have to look into it more and and you know. Wow, that's so interesting. We'll get some other folks to help us out on it because yeah. it's a lot of digging and research. But um, okay, let's see. So yeah, they're they're talking about sides, and they actually mentioned this whole bit about Gandalf in past tense, yeah. and how you know maybe he's fallen and things, and and so, um, 
he, actually, I think Treebeard gets them to kind of read to detail everything. He, yeah. he, he says, where is it at here? There's a good part where he talks about how he knows everything is, like something's going on. Mm-hmm. Here's what he knows. He sees that Gandalf, you know, that the, that the, that the nine were out and riding. You know, and that obviously, yeah. and that that, that uh, Gandalf sets out, you know, with these hobbits, and stuff. You know, what I'm saying like he he details. You know, what yeah, it's like about? yeah, and, and all, I mean they they talk about Gandalf saying you know he's he's fallen out of the out of out of the story, and Treebert just doesn't know what to say. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know what to say, and then they kind of move on from that. Yeah, uh, and then they then they after that right r- real quickly they start to describe where they're at. Yes. <laughs> so you can see, yeah. like, uh, and just the difference in words. Yeah, Treebeard's trying to put things into their words. Yeah, very courteous. Yeah, you know, and trying to, what would you call this place? You know, and they're <laughs> like so a funny. hill. You know, because <laughs> like, they're both speaking. It's funny because they're both speaking the common tongue, right? Yes. But yeah, Treebeard's trying to translate, yeah, Entish into into English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, so cool. Right, and they talk about sitting down together, and he's Treebeard's really. Not into sitting. Yeah, uh, he'll lay down or he'll stand. You know, type of thing. So yeah. we learn more about him there. Um, but they decide. Let's see here. Um, well, you see, we have lost all of our belongings. So and they have little food. So they want to talk more, and they kind of decide that it's that they need to move on. Treebeard uh, then mm-hmm. is going to kind of take them back to their house, right? Yeah. And one and his, his homes. back yeah. to his one of his homes. And um, get them a drink, right? He mm-hmm. gives them, you know, he says, I can give you a drink that will keep you green and growing for a long, long while. <laughs> cool. Which is cool. And if we decide to part company, I can set you down outside of my country at any point you choose. Let's go. So holding the hobbits gently but firmly, uh, one in each crook of his arm, uh, Treebeard lifted uh, up first one large foot and then another and moved them into uh, to the edge of the shelf. And it's just cool because it's got like the root-like toes grasping yeah. the rocks, and then yeah. uh, carefully, solemnly, he stalked down from step to step and reached the floor of the forest. Is he the most like courteous stranger we've run into so far? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I yeah, mean, just that, just that offer. I'll, I'll take you home. I'll give you a good drink that'll right. that'll help you grow forever. And if you ever, if you if you need to leave Fangorn, I'll put you down in any direction you want. Right, and it's not that Tom wasn't courteous. It's just that he's right. got other things on his mind. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Whereas yeah, Treebeard yeah. kind of says... That's, that's the, the natural second, though, isn't it? It's Tom Bombadil. Yeah. You know, you think about Elrond. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. But yeah, he's just, yeah. He's just... Uh, I don't know. I just... I had under that paragraph, I love Treebeard. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just someone you trust and you, you just fall in love with. Right. Incredible. Which is, it's, it's interesting that you say trust because, you know, um, Mary and Pippin kind of say, please, Treebeard, could I ask you something? Why did Celeborn warn us against your forest? He told us not to risk getting entangled in it. Hmm, did he now, rumbled Treebeard. (laughs) And I might have said much the same if you had been going the other way. Do not risk getting entangled in the woods of Laura Lindorian, right? Nice, dude. Yeah. And then, uh, which has been shortened down to Lothlorien. Yeah. So, and why is that, Lane? I mean, what do you think, man? Like, you know, perhaps... You know they're right. Uh, may, uh, maybe it is fading. He says he talks about the, why. Why would they shorten the name? It's not growing. Yeah. Uh, land of the Valley of he calls it the Land of the Valley of Singing Gold. That was it once upon a time. Now it is the Dream Flower, hmm. which is neat. Um, 
just in the way he's he's kind of changed th- what he thinks there. So you know, but it's fun, interesting. He 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 himself is is kind of talking like a hobbit. Says it's a queer place, not uh, for just anyone to venture in. I'm surprised that you ever got out. I don't know. That's interesting, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but much more surprised that you ever got in. That has not happened to strangers for many a year. It is a queer land. Yeah, man. it's it's crazy because he he goes on to kind of talk. There's actually, um, oh gosh, one one of the in one of the appendices here uh, talks more about Ents and it talks more about this relationship to Celeborn and what's going on there. I just noticed that in my book, huh? So it's um, yeah. So we'll have to go look at that. That's here something I didn't really have time to reflect on. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Yep. But anyway, so there's that. So they both were kind of warned and and uh, warning each other of one another. And I think you know, again, he's a kind of a tree herder, mm-hmm. you know. And yet, the the forest of Lothlorien is is closed off. Yeah, it's it's difficult to even get in. And it's kind of like the elves too. Yeah, I mean the elves are like that. They've withdrawn themselves. They don't allow people in. So is I, he saying the woods, the wood, the actual forest itself is the same way? Yeah, seems like it, man. Which he talks about trees as their as being his friends, yes. you know, and right, that's right. Yeah, like like losing some of them, some of them turning dark. Yeah, and I thought of Old Man Willow. Yes. you know, and, and yes. things. And so. this is where we get kind of that history of the of the Ents. Yeah, he goes into this history and and uh, you know, uh, oh my gosh, it's uh, I'm trying to think where to start here. Um, yeah, he says. Uh, the trees in the end said, said Treebird, I do not understand all that goes on myself, so I cannot explain it to you. Yeah. Some of us are still true Ents and lively enough in our fashion, but many are growing sleepy, going treeish, as you might say. Most of the trees are just trees, of course, but many are half awake. Some are quite wide awake, and a few are, well, uh, well, getting Entish. That is going on all the time. I'd kn- I and I would love for someone else to break this down more because if you look at this, the, the trees and that's and the when their ends. hearts are revealed. Do you see that next line? That's where their hearts are revealed. Some have bad, uh, have nothing to do mm-hmm. with their wood. I don't know. You know, don't mean it that way. It's just who they are. Oh yeah. yeah. So when that happens to a tree, mm-hmm. so as he says here, that some are getting entish. So when that starts, when they start to wake up, you find that some have bad hearts. Yep. Nothing to do with their wood. Uh, I do not mean that. Why, I knew some good old willows down at the Intwash, gone long ago, alas, but were quite hollow. Indeed, they were falling all to pieces, but as quiet and sweet-spoken as a young leaf. <laughs> and then there are some trees in the valley under the mountains, sound as a bell, bad and right bad through. right through. Mm. Yeah, that sort of thing seems to spread. Uh, Isn't it interesting, too? Because I don't, I mean, Tolkien... It, like the way he's personifying these trees, I don't walk by a tree and think it's a bad one. I like that tree. That 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 one's got a good heart. Like that's just fascinating to think about. It but is. If they're, if they're just as diverse as as you know people and animals, then why that would be the next step you take is that some are good, some are bad, some do yeah. good things, some do bad things. Uh, right. Man, exactly. Crazy. Well, isn't well, that? well, what I couldn't get over is the relationship between the trees and the ants. Yeah. So, um, it's just, let me go back here just a little bit. So, cause they're kind of talking about, this is hard to follow. Well, and he says he can't even explain himself he as, can't. That's I know what that's, that's what's says. confusing says, me. You know, we are tree herds. We old ants. Few enough of us are left now. Sheep get like shepherds 
and shepherds like sheep, it is said. Yeah. But slowly, and neither have long in the world. So what is he the, saying? The line there? is very thin. I'm th- I think what it's saying is, is an ant can go to sleep all the way and become a tree. Tree, yeah. And, and a, a tree, tree can could wake, wake up, up and become an ant. Become an ant, yeah. I might be wrong on that, and that's okay. That's what I kind of felt like. Right, that's yeah. Because yeah. it says, you know, as, as you said, so I cannot explain it. Um, so yeah, but something, true something powerful has to, there, there has to be, you're right. You're some of us are too. true ants. Right. Yeah. And lives are okay, Yeah. <laughs> so were the true ants, were they touched by... Treebeard, or 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 the eldest of the elves, or well, again, the elves used to speak to the trees, right, right? and kind of taught them to speak, uh, and so some of them, so gave them that language, right? I love it, dude. So there's that. Uh, I like the mystery of it. I have no. Me too. I've I love no that the fact that you've got the, the true ants, and then lively, yeah. uh, in our own fashion. Mm-hmm. But many are growing sleepy, going tree-ish, as you might say. Most of the trees are just trees. So most of them are just trees. Is this also like a commentary on age too? Like if you, if you don't stay engaged and if you don't keep yourself in tune with your world, the older mm-hmm. you get, the more sleepy you get, the less engaged you get. Yeah. You know, to, to, to remain, you know, an active part of society, you have to, it's, inten- it's an intentional thing. Like you have to exercise that. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think about that. Like, that is my one fear is, as I get older to if I become more withdrawn and uh, more out of what's going on. You feel a root? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Is that so, a root? Something's growing over there. <laughs> something's wrapping around my leg. Yeah, it wasn't me, bud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just a cord, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe not. But I just think, you know. No, I know what you're saying. An age so, type thing? I don't know. Maybe. Let me take this back just a second because I really want to take understand it back, this. baby. Come on, it we're not going to understand it. it, it, it no, it, what it, what it seems like when you th- I think of Old Man Willow <laughs> when I think of this, yeah. And some of these trees, as they grow and they become wide awake, mm-hmm. they're ent-ish. So ish meaning like they're like, you know, or pertaining to yeah. an ent. They have they can act out more, maybe. Right, exactly. But they're still trees. Yeah, they're okay? not ents. They're not true ents. Sure. And then you also have ents that are becoming tree-ish. There you okay. go. There so you go. Mm-hmm. they're becoming tree-ish. They're not trees. They're not they tree- act more like exactly. trees. They get where they get more sleepy. They're well. That's why some of them don't come to Entmoot, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They're not tree. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So there's that's perfect. That's just to kind mystery of mystery solved, mate. Okay. But the process and and how that happens is kind of unknown. It, you're right. Yeah. You it's, yeah. At all, still a little bit. You know. Even, even Treebeard don't know, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so now they ask. They bring up like the old forest. So. Uh, and it huh? says, so he goes on to say here as he's talking about the different patches and the hearts of the trees, yeah. uh, you know, that sort of thing seems to spread. There used to be some very dangerous parts in this country. They are still, there are still some very black patches. And Mary says, or he asks, like the old forest away to the north, do you mean? And he, you know, Treebird says, you know, yes, yes, something like that, but much worse. I do not doubt there is some shadow of the great darkness lying there still away north and bad memories are handed down i think that's kind of crazy yeah that he's talking about the old forest like that and that it's something he's he's saying yes very much like that uh, only much worse you yeah. know talking about these patches that, that are yeah. in his forest you know yeah. but he says up there to the north there is some shadow of the great darkness that's still lying there and these bad memories have been passed down so it makes you re-look at 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Tom, a little bit. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. When you visit Arizona... 
time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Makes you relook at that forest, yeah. uh, which I think is is crazy. And we said too, it's not just that the that the hobbits call it the old forest. I mean, they do, but I think it's kind of called the old forest by other folk. It is, you know. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Even even like if he's not corrected here, it's not really given any specific name. It's just when they say the old forest, he knows that's right. the forest and, they're and talking. They've about. had to translate a lot of other things. Yeah. Right, but not the old forest. Yep. Yeah. Eldest. So, anyways. <laughs> Um. Right. Just, just cool. Uh, there's a lot of stuff here. There's a lot of stuff here. So I do. We, we so gotta stick cool. here for a second because he talks about um, the elves waking them up and teaching them to speak. There you go. Uh, they always wished to talk to everything the old elves did, uh, but then the great darkness came and they passed away over the sea or fled into far valleys and hid themselves and made songs about days that would never come again, never again. There was all one wood once upon a time. From here to the mountains of Loon, and this was just the East End. Yeah, those were the broad days. Yep. Man. And so maybe some of that too is when he's talking about Lothlorien. The woods were like the woods of Lothlorien, only thicker, stronger, younger, and the smell of the air. I used to spend a week just breathing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, so he goes on. We're gonna skip through some of that, I think, because it's just sort of him talking about. Um, where in which he would kind of uh, stride and the, the, the areas that he would go to. And, and um, I do want to say something though. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and Peter, Peter Jackson would, uh, would say this sometimes. And like, I, he would say that people would say that Treebeard is boring. I don't think Treebeard's boring at all. Mm-hmm. I no. get maybe like listening to him speak. It would take a long time to listen to him because he speaks slowly. Um, at least that's our, like the interpretation we have. Mm-hmm. But nothing he's saying is boring me. It, it it gets me like No, it gets you thinking more about like the development of this world yeah. and its story and its history. Yeah, and even yeah. just just his perspective. I used to spend a week breathing. Um, you know, talking about uh becoming more entish or more treeish. Just like he is I think he's so fascinating. And I don't know if I don't know if the movies really do him justice, man. If yeah, I can be right. honest, I think Yep. I think he is such a deeper, uh, more inspiring and intriguing character in the book than he is in the movie. I still love him in the movie. He's that's fine, but I don't think they, um, I don't think they hit it out of the park with him. Yeah. Nope. Because he comes off as just, uh huh. Like the hobbits are yawning. You know, they're not doing that here. No, they're, they're very they're, engaged. Exactly. That's a good point. They're talking to him. They're not like, oh, Treebeard, shut up. Let's just go to mess with Isengard. Right. No, they're they're not even thinking that. And we get we get into it, and and at Entmoot, and and Treebeard doesn't need their encouragement. Yeah. He, he doesn't need the hobbits to go. Come on, you're part of this world, aren't you? No, no, exactly. He doesn't need that. He knows the treachery of Saruman. That's right. He knows what Saruman's been doing, and he. He's ready to go fight. Like, mm-hmm. he just has to talk the other ends into it. Anyway, so I, I don't know. I want to make sure I said that and didn't forget. I like I like this tree beard of the books. I do, too. I think he's an incredible character. 
Absolutely. Yeah. 100% agree with you. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to his house, though. I think we're going to move yes, into... good. Um, Welling Hall. Into Welling Hall and, and, and where he's at. So uh, we have a great picture. Hopefully, we can post this in the group just oh, of, yeah. of his, uh, you know, his, his dwelling. I think it's much yep. better done here in this illustration that, that we have. It's almost like, a, like not in a cave, but it's almost like you imagine a, a kind of a, a, a rocky... What do they call it? Like a, a slope or like this yeah. cliff that's this overhang of, of rock. Yeah, there you go. And uh, and he's living kind of underneath it, you know, uh, which is just neat. It so is. he's there. Yeah, uh, he had is. taken them about 70,000 int strides, uh, <laughs> which he didn't know, you know, what, what the measurement was there <laughs> in in their uh, term. But um, so the, the hobbits noticed that as they walked, his knees hardly bent. His legs opened uh, in great strides. He planted his big toes. And they were indeed big and very broad on the ground first before any other part of his feet. So um, just the description too, and, and his movements and everything. Tolkien took so much care in like painting that picture for us. You know, counting yeah. the number of toes on his feet and the and the at the very his first um, you know the, our first introduction to him and how many fingers he had. It's just cool how how intentionally he was of describing all that stuff about yeah. how he would look, how he moves. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I have a question here for you because yeah. I think we have a different soundscape coming up, and I'm going to read we do. Um, yes, one we do. here. So basically, for the moment, uh, Treebeard stood under the rain of the falling spring and took a deep breath. Then he laughed and passed inside. A great stone table stood there, but no chairs. At the back of the bay, uh, it was already quite dark. Treebeard lifted two great vessels and stood them on the table. They seemed to be filled with water, but he held his hands over them, and immediately they began to, to glow. What? How did I miss that? Mm. Hold on a second. Yeah. Like he... So they immediately begin to glow? Yeah. Hold on. Golden. And the other a rich green light. And the blending of the two lights lit the bay as if the sun of summer was shining through a roof of young leaves. It's magic, dude. What is that? Stop me in my tracks. Ant magic. What is going on? What's, what's that glow in his eyes? I don't know. Hold on. Let me, so they seem to be filled with water. It's sap. He's pouring sap into them. Is that what he's doing? I don't know. I have no idea. They seem to be. But it says they seem to be filled with water. Yep. But he held his hands over them, mm-hmm. and immediately they begin to glow. Yeah. Um, one uh, glo- uh, was glowing with a golden light, and the other a rich green light. Mm-hmm. And the blending of the two lit the bay. So that's really neat. But one of the things I wanted to bring up here is, is it says that he stood under the rain of the falling spring. Mm-hmm. Is it springtime? They mentioned that it's that that the, that the trees look like they were waiting for spring. Or is it like a like a spring as in from the earth of oh, the falling falling spring? Okay, thank you. Because I was totally I, yeah. I was like that's not the right time. Like, he wouldn't make right. an error like that, would he? Okay. But it is it turning into spring though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the end but, of winter. Right. So I just was kind of... I I was, see, yeah. You see, I was confused. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So he stood under <laughs> the rain falling spring. Okay, got it. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, all right. Um, so I think it's neat that he kind of lights those now things. Now you got me questioning myself, dude. Well, hey, we'll look it up later. Drink this. Drink this draft, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, he has been drink. Well, you talked about the different drafts that they've drank along the way. Yeah, they've got a, a cool, like, uh, you know... Uh, what do you call it? Like a a brew trail of Middle Earth? Yeah, you know they They've do. Had the uh, the elven liquor? Yep. Right, that warmed them. They've unfortunately had the uh, 
the orc draft. Right. Um, they've had uh, now the ant draft. Yep. What else have they drank? I feel like there has been more. They had some good beer and, and brie. They had a couple know? drafts of, of from different sets of elves. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's had, true. That's Gandalf true. gave them a bit, and then also Gildor gave them a Gildor bit. Gildor gave in the them day. some, and then so. uh, yeah, in House of Elrond they had another. Yeah, but yeah, you're, you're right. They're getting, they're getting the draft. Yeah, they are. Um, okay, so here we go. So let's talk about his house a little bit here, and, and, and like he has this table. He's got all this stuff going on. It seems really cool. Uh, looking back, the hobbits saw that the trees in the court had also begun to glow faintly at first, but steadily quickening until every leaf was edged with light. Say what? You know what I'm saying? Like, Is that like the drink's effect did, on them? Did, 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 did we not read this before? Like, what's happening? So, <laughs> some green, some gold, some red as copper, uh, while the tree trunks looked like pillars, um, you know, um, what's that say? P- uh, pillars molded out of luminous stone. Right? So I'm trying um, to catch up. Yeah, I don't um, know. So, Anyways, I just think it's really interesting that, there, that there's this all this glowing going on. All this... Yeah. Like the edge of the leaves are, he's got lights, man. He's got electricity. He's know? got lights, man. This so, place is lit. It's lit, man. <laughs> um, well, now, <laughs> now we can talk, he says. You are thirsty, I, I expect. Perhaps you are also tired. Drink this. He went back uh, to the back of the bay, and they saw several tall stone jars mm-hmm. stood there with heavy lids. Mm-hmm. He removed one of the lids and dipped in a great ladle. Ladle. <laughs> <laughs> La- young ladle. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back to tapestries and tapestries. Um, <laughs> I don't know why miss miss. Uh, I can't even say the word mispronunciations. Oh, Kill that's me. Funny. Uh, and with and with that, he filled three bowls: one very large and two smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Which what I thought was crazy about this is that when when you think of him in the sh- in the in the in the films, mm-hmm. those hands. I yeah. don't see them being able to the, the, the dexterity. I don't, I don't know that I it's know, there know. to do something like this. And so when I think of Treebeard now, I think of him very differently. Yes. You know, and, that, and he's in this little house that he has. He's still 14, what is he, 14, 16 foot tall? Yeah. Something like that. Sasquatch height. Yeah. And so he's taking these jars off. He's ladling out. His, um, his fingertips must be real, like, thin uh, green wood to be able to, you know, bend yeah. around a little tiny cup like that. Right. Well, I guess for him, for them, it would be yeah. decent yeah. size. Yeah. So as he says, he fears that there's no seats. They have this big table. He picks the, t- the puts them right top. on top. Yeah, he can yep. sit on the table. Um, the drink was like water. Uh, indeed, very like the taste of the drafts that they had had from the Entwash near the borders of the forest. And yet there was some scent or savor in it, which they could not describe. It was faint, but it reminded them of the smell of a distant wood borne from afar by a cool breeze at night. What? So a distant it's wood. Crazy. So they got this sense. And the taste reminds them of a smell. Of a smell. Of a wood that was like carried <laughs> through the wind. But I know what they're talking about at the I same time, too. man. I know. That spring smell. That it's that sp- and we're going to go out here and take a walk and we're going to smell the same thing, bro. I know we are. I know. It's and gonna we're going to taste it in the back of our throats. That's great. Like a beer. That's right. Uh, but anyways, they could feel this yeah, drink sorry. in their toes. It's growing. Their hair is standing up and almost yep. felt like it was growing as well. Yep. And, um, you know, I love that this... Nectar. This, this, like yeah, nectar. it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this description of, of Treebeard. He takes his bowl and just knocks it out in one big, <laughs> yeah. you know, draft. He just, boom, you know, yep. puts it back. I think it's so funny, too. He's talking about them sitting on the floor and then he'll lie down. Yeah. Like oh. he'll lie down to talk but not to sleep. Right. 
Exactly. Isn't that funny? It is. Yeah. It is. Man, I'm just thinking of. Oh, because. Oh, yeah. That's what he said. Oh, my gosh. I'm such an idiot. You can sit on the floor and I will lie down. That will prevent this drink from rising to my head and sending me to sleep. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Which makes sense. You know, trees, they, they use their roots to, to draw to, moisture right. up to the top. Right. So if he lays yeah. down, he'll be, yeah. he'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so this is neat. So um, Treebeard says, now tell me your tale and do not yeah. hurry. So this is where they kind of talk about um, their story. It says they said nothing about the ring. They did not tell him why they had set out or where they were going. Sure. Yeah. He immediately noted that and kind of said that um, that's how Gandalf would have wanted it. You yep. can tell they didn't tell the whole story, but, yep. you know, um, he understands. And so... Let's see here. So he was um, immensely interested in everything in the uh, from the Black Riders, in uh, the Black Riders, Elrond, Rivendell, the Old Forest, Tom Bombadil, the Mines of Moria, Lothlorien, Galadriel. Uh, he made them describe the Shire and its yeah. country over and over, and again. over again. I it, awesome? it brings a smile. <laughs> can you can you imagine hearing about this land? And this is Treebeard. I mean, right? isn't this us? Isn't this us? We wanted to stay there for, for how long? Stay there. I want to go back now. I do too. Forget this. Let's go back to chapter one. I mean, not the long expected party. Uh, you know, you started, there's a, there's a dreary kind of like, um, almost call it like Portland-like weather, like feel in this Fangorn forest. Yeah. And it feel, I, I kind of like that. Some people like that uh, type of weather. And I do on certain days like it, mm-hmm. you know, but nothing really beats the Shire. No. You know, and so he's, when you talk about which land is fair mm-hmm. and, and going to a fair land and yeah. you have a song, we have a, the Entwives song coming up. It's something. So he wanted to hear about it over and over again. And he said... That's where he asks. Um, he said an odd thing at this point. You never see any, hmm? Any Ents around there, do you? He asked. Well, not Ents. Entwives, I should really say. And uh, Pippin says, Entwives. Are they... Are, you know, are, are they like you at all? Mm-hmm. And he says, yes. Well, no. I don't really know now. <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> um... You know, so yeah, so they would they would like your country. So I just wondered. Yeah, yeah, they would like your country. So I just wondered. <laughs> oh, stop! That crazy? Stop! But, but and there's the like, other thing too. We don't really know what they look like. But he doesn't know. He can't remember. But can I tell you, man? Like just for a second, put yourself in 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 Treebeard's position. I don't know if I can. I know okay, you can. I'll, let me lay down. <laughs> That was pretty. That was pretty corny. It was lame. Yeah, it's fine. But I'm a dad now. Think about the idea that like he would wonder um, this whole time about where the Entwives are at, and then in listening to this story, the one thing that stands out to you, so you can tell underneath everything, there's this. It's always on their mind. I guess is what I'm saying. Look at the next picture. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I know. Yeah, so we've got this, um, him there kind of considering, right? Is that what you're talking about? Oh my gosh, that one. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? It's on his mind. It's always on his mind, yeah. (laughs) The Ant Wives, right? Lane has an inappropriate, Lane has an inappropriate uh, picture. It's just nature, man. It's just a tree that looks like, you know. It's just nature, bro. Some good stuff. So uh, (laughs) he's got his eyes on her, doesn't he? Well, but anyways, guys. All right, so you know, that, that stood out. And Pippin wants to know, like, did did you lose them? Like, like yeah, how did you like? How did they all die? Is what he yeah. says because he said, you know, Treebeard says that they lost them. 
and that there hadn't been any, uh, you know, intlings running around, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and that's why they're kind of, there's not many of them. So, I don't know. I, it's just uh, interesting to me, I guess. So, now let's see. Uh, oh, here we go. There's so much important stuff here. It's just I know, crazy. That's part of the problem. Uh, Talks uh-huh. about being, you know, they say that anytime they talked about Gandalf, that he was particularly interested in everything that concerned him um, and in all of Saruman's doings. Uh, you know, they didn't know, the hobbits were sorry, they didn't know much about what he was doing. Yeah. Just yep. rather vague reports that they had gotten from the council. Um, but they did communicate that Ugluck, you know, and his troop came from Isengard. Yes. Yep. And this troubles Treebeard. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, bundle of, of this is a bundle of news and no mistake you have not told me all indeed and so you say you know this is what Gandalf would have wanted um, goes on to know that he had or we go on to hear that he had heard about the nine forgotten riders reappearing to hunt them and Gandalf taking them on a great journey and Galadriel harboring them in Karas Galadon right yep um, He's talking saying, about the, ha- they- what he's doing is he's, he's commentating on the hobbits and the pickle that they're in. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. kind of saying, and, I, and at the end he says, I hope they weather it. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. This whole, you know, business. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's, he's almost got this like kind of outsider's view in a way. Right. You know? Right. So he makes a little comment here about wizards and how wizards are more concerned with elves and men. And so he typically mm-hmm. doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't, uh, doesn't get into their affairs much. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not altogether um, on anybody's side. So we talked about this as to which side he's on. Uh, he says still that he's more kindly to elves than any others because the elves had cured uh, us mm-hmm. of dumbness long ago. That was a great gift that cannot be forgotten, though our ways have parted since. And there are some things, of course, whose side I'm altogether not on. That's where he's talking about the orcs and so yeah. on. So as we mentioned that at the, at the start. But he says, but now then, Saruman. Yes, this stuff is fascinating to me. Because essentially what he, you know, and I can't abbreviate much, but I can pretty much abbreviate this. Essentially what he says is, you know, Saruman used to come walk in my woods and talk to me. And, you know, he was polite. He always asked my leave and was eager to listen. But what I found out was I was the one doing all the talking. Yeah. And he didn't repay in the same kind. Yep. And pretty much this is tree beer. Have we you ever s- been in that situation? Absolutely, man. Yeah, I know. I feel you like have. on a daily basis. That's crazy. But what we're seeing is Treebeard kind of piecing it together right in front of these two hobbits that yep. you know, what Saruman was doing was he was infiltrating Treebeard's knowledge of Fangorn so that it could be used for his own purposes. Yep. And so that's that is the treachery of Saruman, you know, how he is a traitor to Treebeard. Yeah, uh, and, and Fangorn ultimately, and it's just he's kind of coming to the to realization of this right in front of them. Yeah, and he says he goes on um, to say, "Curse him, root and branch." Yeah, you know, gosh, I love his little saying, "Root and branch," and yeah, you know, what does he say, "Twig and leaf," and yeah, you know. yeah. Um, but he says, "I've been idle. Yeah. I have let things slip. I must stop." So you yeah, know, too he tree-ish. himself, he's kind of being yeah, too treeish, right? Uh, and, and that he knew a lot of these trees that had been cut down. He knew them yeah. from nut and acorn, yeah. and 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 many of their voices, uh, many of them lost had voices. Forever. Yeah, they had voices of their own started, that are lost. Started crying when I read that, man. Dude, I lost know. Lost forever. I know. It's it's something. So, anyways, he he raised himself up from his bed with a jerk. He stood up right, and he thumped mm-hmm. with his hand on the table. The vessels of light trembled and sent two jets. <laughs> 
uh, of, of They don't flame. like getting roused, man. Well, so, hold on. They don't know, like being roused. The vessels of light trembled and sent up two jets of flame. What the heck? I don't uh, know, man. Uh, it's there's something. I don't there's know. something on. There's. There, there, can you imagine this on 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 the big screen? Could you imagine an, an extended no, it, edition that had? I'm telling you, they missed the mark. They had this. They like, missed the mark. Like the like the, le- the the leaves are growing, and he's set the lights in you know motion here. I just found an illustration of it for you. Did you really check it out there? Okay, I'm watching here in the dock. Um. So yeah, but he he keeps kind of going on, and he's talking about oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, that's exact. So we have yep. another f- great picture of the two lamps that he lit here, uh, and actually the the, ca- the his dwelling almost looks like it's just trees itself, right? Mm-hmm. Wrapped around. He's got all these mm-hmm. different. Yeah, that's really cool. We'll have to share that on the on the group. Get a different, you know, image there for yeah his house. Absolutely. So, anyways, you know, he comes to the point where he says that there's so- he has to do something. He says, "I will stop it, and you shall come with me." Um, you may not be able to help me. Well, it says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you will be helping your own friends that way too. Or he says, you may be able to help me. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. Uh, for, Sar- for if Saruman is not checked, Rohan and Gondor will have an enemy behind them as well as in front of them. Our roads go together to Isengard. Do your tree board. To, 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 do your tree beard uh, voice to Isengard. How, how do you do, 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 do it now? I can't uh, do it. Two eyes in God. That's it, man. <laughs> That's it. Uh, See what I'm saying, though? He doesn't need any help. Right. He doesn't need any help. Like, he's putting it together in his mind. He understands what's, what's happened, what, you know, and his own shortcomings, too. I just think, I don't know. It, it cheapens him when it's yeah. how the film does it. I don't know. Okay, so we are going to skip ahead like here this. a little bit here because yeah. we've, we've, like, he decides to. to Entmoot, the end. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> But he decides it's time to go. And he yep. says, I spoke hastily, though. Let's sleep on this, you know, and, and what have you. Yep. So he's kind of, um, no, wait a second, actually. I don't want to skip too far ahead here, Is He starts to put together the different ents he's going to call to Entmuth, though, right? Uh, he starts ticking them off. Yeah, yep. that's right. Starts counting off their names. Uh, Finglas, Fladriff. Um, talks about only three remaining from the from the eldest of ents. Yes. Uh, but then, you know, um, uh well, that and that's Leaflock and Skinbark. Yeah, uh, those two. They're 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 names that um, they're they're other names. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says Leaflock has grown sleepy. Um, well, as he's talking about their number, he talks about why there are so few. That's right. And so I think that's where we're going to get into um, him talking about the int wives. Ent wives, yeah. And and really what, what happened? Yeah. And he says it's a rather strange and sad story. And he kind of goes on after this pause, and I can only imagine this pause. Where he's thinking yeah. about the Ent wives and that yeah. time long ago, and and uh, it saddens him, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he says there there were even Ent maidens. Then he says, right? Yeah. He's like talking about the love. How do you say his uh, his uh, Fembrathil? Is that right? Fem yeah, Fembrathil. Fembrathil. Thank you. So okay, yeah. Of 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 what? Of wad? Of wandlim. Of wandlim. The light footed. Wow. The days of our youth. Oh my gosh, that's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. They so, walked together and they housed together. Yeah, so anyways, the, the Entwives ordered them to grow according to their wishes. Their hearts grew apart though, man. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Right. The Ents gave their love to things that they met in the world, and the Entwives gave their thought to other things. For the Ents loved the great trees and the wild woods and the slopes of the high hills, and they drank of the mountain streams. 
and ate only such fruit as the trees let fall on their path. And they learned of the elves and spoke with the trees. But the Entwives gave their minds to the lesser trees and to the meads and the sunshine beyond the feet of the forest. And they saw the slow in the thicket and the wild apple and the cherry blossom in the spring and the green herbs in the waterlands in summer and the seeding grasses and the autumn fields. They did not desire to speak with these things, but they wished them to hear and obey what was, to, what was said to them. The Entwives ordered them to grow according to their wishes and bear leaf and fruit to their liking, for the Entwives desired order and plenty and peace, by which they meant that things should remain where they had set them. So hmm. the Entwives made gardens to live in. But we Ents went on wandering, and we only come to the gar- came to the gardens now and again. Wow. Interesting, huh? It is actually really interesting. I love to see somebody make like a breakdown and just like what that is. I don't know. Go into more detail, I guess, is, is the best way to say it. Yeah. So, but then the darkness <laughs> came. the best way to say it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the darkness came and it overthrown. <laughs> the lands of the Entwives, um, their, their, their fields were yeah, kind of. Uh, we learn what happens to them, right? Right. Yeah. So they're now called the Brown Lands. Yeah. Right? Yes. Which is interesting. Wasn't it Sauron who went in there and kind of made a mess? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Long ago in the time of the war, uh, in the time of the war between Sauron and the men of the sea. Yeah. Um, wow, well, he had that desire to go see her. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. Very fair she was in my eyes when I had last seen her, uh, though little like the Ent Maid of old. For the Ent Wives were bent and browned by their labor, uh, their hair parched, or uh, yeah, by the sun, to a hue of, ri- of ripe corn, and their cheeks like red apples. Yet their eyes, still the eyes of our own people. Hmm. We crossed over Anduin and came to the land, but we found a desert. It was all burned and uprooted, for war had passed over it. So, and then this is where some people said the Entwives went north. Some said they went south. Some said they went west and east. You know, and so on. Um, in all different directions, and they set out to search, and they, they tried to find them, and uh, they couldn't find them. Yeah. And there is that one theory. That I, I can't remember who posted it, uh, forgive me, in the group a long, long time ago, and it was about the possibility that they may have even been taken by Sauron yeah. and, and turned into some device uh, for his doing. I don't know. I don't know what that... Some, right. I, think, I think the post had something to do with them... Being turned into some like troll-like figures, mm-hmm. right? That were used for war. They were tortured and then and then used in battle. But yeah, we don't know. It's just sad what happened to yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, <clears throat> but they start to talk about there's a song, and Treebeard's mystified that the hobbits don't know the song of the Entwives. Yeah, that most folk know about it. Yeah, and um, you know that the elves sort of made this song, and it was um, from time to time they would hum it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's something that they would think about. It's always yeah. in their mind. They're humming it. They're they're singing it yeah. and stuff. So we want to play a little bit of that uh, for you guys. So um, I think this is from uh, who sent us this again? This is Rael. Rael. Yeah. So all right. So take a listen here. This is Rael um, singing the uh, Entwives song. Folds the beech and leaf, and sap is on the bough. When light is on, 
the wildwood stream And wind is on the brow And stride is long And breath is deep And keen the mountain air Come back to me Come back to me And say my land is fair When spring has come To garden field Corn is in the blade When blossom like a shining snow Is on the orchard laid When showering sun upon the earth With fragrance fill the air I linger here and will not come Because my land is fair Summer lies upon the world And in a noon of gold Beneath the root of sleeping leaves The dreams of trees unfold When woodland halls are green and cool And wind is in the west Come back to me, come back to me And say my land is best Summer warms the hanging fruit And burns the berry brown When straw is gold and ear is white And harvest comes to town When honey spills and apple swells The wind be in the west I'll linger here beneath the sun Because my land is best Winter comes, the winter wild, but hill and wood shall say. When trees shall fall, and starless night devour the sunless day. When wind is in the deadly east, and in the bitter rain, I'll look for thee and call to thee, I'll come to thee. So, you know, that was um, it's beautiful, beautiful song. And uh, so thanks again uh, for sending that in. If you guys want to send in more songs, feel free. We love yeah, when you guys love it. send those in. And they're, they're so beautiful to listen to. And, and, and honestly, uh, really enjoyed yeah. that rendition. So yeah, gorgeous. Uh, thank you so much. But, uh, yeah, that's the song. It's, it's a sad you know, kind of song that explains just the, what's going on, the, the, the dynamic there. So 
Um, but now it's on to to uh, Entmoot, right? I think it's yeah. it's on to that. You know, they've decided that they need to 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 go speak. Uh, in the morning, they kind of wake up and Pip, Mary and Pippin had slept for a long time, but mm-hmm. Treebeard had been had been out, sort of uh, calling to the other Ents and sending word that they that they needed to get to to Entmoot. They needed yep. to to Dern Dingle to gather. Yeah, to <laughs> that is where they're heading. Uh, Dern, Dern Dingle. Dern Dingle's where they're going. Yep. Um, I love some of the descriptions again. I just love how just a real quick one how Tolkien describes he describes clouds better than anyone I've ever heard they woke to find a cool sun shining into the great court and on to the uh, floor of the bay shreds of high clouds were overhead running on a stiff easterly wind mm-hmm. you can you can totally envision that morning and what that would feel like right yep, yep. and they have a drink and they head off right yeah, then they're off, and uh, they, they. I like that they eat more just because. <laughs> uh, they, it's what a hobbit does. Do. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not that they're even hungry, really. <laughs> uh, so they move on, and I'll skip down here. Basically, where it says that you know, once they get to the um, to Durdingle, they uh, several ents were had already arrived. Right, more were coming in uh, down the path, and some were now following Treebeard. Yeah, this is a cool. This would be a cool image to see too. Right, as they grew near, the hobbits um, gazed at them. And they expected to see a number of creatures, mu- much like Treebeard, um, as well. Basically, they, they realized that they're not alike. They realized that the ends are different, yeah. very different. Right. They thought they'd be more like Treebeard, but yet they're very unique and, and different. Although they have the same look and glow in their yeah. eyes, yeah. Which to me makes me think really more cool. and more that they are like I don't know, really different. Like you could, it almost makes you go back and look when you look for an ant wife or you look for ants, like how they could be. Different, yeah. You know, you know, they're, yeah. they're they're taller, they're bigger, but they still they're they're not what I picture in the in the film. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. that's just not when sure. I when I read this. But sure, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's see. At first, Mary and Pippin were were struck uh, chiefly by the variety they saw, right? As we said, the shapes and the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then soon, once this whole company was assembled, they're standing in this wide circle around Treebeard. Mm-hmm. Uh, curious and unintelligible conversation began. Yep. The ints began uh, the slow murmur right um first one joined then another until they were all chanting together in this long rising and falling rhythm now louder and louder uh, on one side of the ring now dying away there and rising to and fro so almost to me a chanting and like a song yeah which is neat because you go back to the origins of this you know world that we're in um and and its origin coming from a song yeah song and you almost kind of think about the song that you hear when you're out in the woods right the the creaking of trees the swaying of branches um, right. That's like, why we like have nature's music. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that, that we have that ambient soundscape. We've got yeah. those that sound of of the woods or wind through the trees and things like that. They make it's amazing too how that, that that kind of stuff comforts it so much that you can use that as a sleep aid. Exactly. It's crazy. You know, it, it, that is it is true music. Yeah. It's the truest music there is. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, anyways, so that they they couldn't understand much of what was being said or the yeah. words. Right. Um. He supposed the language was Entish. Pippin found. This sounds very pleasant to listen to at first, but gradually his attention wavered. Yeah. Um, after a long time, the chant slowed. There was no signs of, of, of slackening. Um, he found himself wandering. Since Entish was such a, an unhasty language, whether they had yet got uh, further <laughs> than good morning. Good morning. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, Treebeard was, uh, was, to, was to call the roll or how many days it would take, blah, blah, blah. So he kind of wondered what the what the intish is for yes or no, <laughs> and this is where you know he's yeah. kind of he's kind of like just drifting and, yep. and, and wondering, um, and as he's kind of wandering around and yawning and stuff, Treebeard immediately takes note of him, and um, 
he says, you all are a hasty folk. I, I, am, mm-hmm. I was forgetting that. And uh, anyways, it is wearisome listening to, to speech. Uh, you do not understand. Yeah. So he, he tells look them around, they can have get a look down. Around. Exactly. Yeah. And so they're able to kind of move around. And they um, go off and they kind of have this cool vantage point where they look out and they see uh, the mountains in the distance. Uh, and they catch a glimpse of the, the plains of Rohan. Yes. The green glimmer in the distance, which is pretty cool. So they have a you can imagine this this vantage point at the um, this rim around the, around the dingle. Yeah, around the. D- <laughs> right, they had to go south to the dingle. I'm actually they? I'm actually not using all my dingle lines. Yeah, I know you're not. There are there are others that there are so they're many. just here. They're they're really right I wouldn't there. Wouldn't even be making them up in the they're, text. They're, they're in right the there. book. That's so. the, the direction they had to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. You'll find it. Yeah. Keep keep track of the directions. <laughs> um. But as you know, they're, they're also looking at. So after they're they're they had, they had kind of uh, wandered away a little bit, they're they're wondering. Oh, they see Isengard, don't they? Isengard, yeah. They're mm-hmm. wondering what goes on there. What does it look yeah. like? Uh, what is Isengard like? Yeah. And um, they, you know, Mary kind of you know describes it or had done some reading or listened in on some of the conversation and explains yeah. its location to Rohan and the Gap. And uh, you know, he says it does not seem the sort of place. For ints to tackle, so they're talking about its sort of defenses and things. Uh, but I have an odd feeling about these ints. Somehow, I don't think they are quite as safe and well funny as they seem. They seem slow, queer, and patient, almost sad. And yet, I believe they could be roused. If that happened, yep. I would rather not be on the other yeah. side. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, so there's that. And then, so the hobbits turned back. The voices of the ints were still rising and falling in their conclave, and so. They're kind of uh, the murmuring of the of the ants kind of goes on. It seemed very strange and remote um, in this where they're at. It's outside of their world and uh, far from everything that had ever happened to them. A great longing came over them for the faces and the voices of their companions, yeah. especially for Frodo and Sam and for Strider. Strider. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Even too, just them talking about um, as they're walking around, you know, just kind of taking their time. Uh, that it was pleasant to feel cool grass about their toes again and not to be in a hurry. You know, after, especially after either being carried or being forced to run all that time with the orcs, you know, that it was right. nice to just kind of not have to do something for a bit. And they've been on a journey this whole time. They've, they've, there's always been, you know, up early, let's go, up early, let's go. They're, they're kind of at a point where they can just sit back for a second. Right. And they appreciate that. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, now, so let's move on. So basically, this 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 moot goes on for a while, and and as it's going on, um, they take note of the hobbits. But but someone has already decided that they're in. There we go. They yeah. want to go, you know, face Saruman and 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 hold him accountable for the things that he's done. Yep. And that is uh, Quickbeam. That's right. Is that his name? Yep. Yeah. And so he he has a real name. I don't. Uh, Bregalad. Bregalad. Thank you. Selvish name. There's yeah. a selfish name. We got gotcha. you. Okay. And uh, but we we'll call him Quick Beam. And I like I like him a lot too. I do too, actually. He's, he's so cool. Yeah, and so he kind of takes them off and kind of they yeah. have their own little takes them to his house, his his house, yeah. and they they have a nice little. <laughs> I love that Treebeard's like, hey, you're done, Quick Beam. Maybe these, these hobbits are getting really bored. You could take them off and you know right. kind of entertain them since you're a hasty. And, hasty fellow. You know, you guys will get along. Right. Um, I love just the I don't know because you don't. You think of Treebeard very, being very thoughtful, and, and yeah, you get the the impression that all these Ents are kind of sad because you know the forests are only shrinking, and there are no more Ents. Um, 
But uh, it's, Tolkien just says, you know, all that day they walked about in the woods with him singing and laughing, for Quickbeam often laughed. He laughed if the sun came up out from behind a cloud. He laughed if they came upon a stream or a spring. Then he stooped and splashed his feet and head with water. He laughed sometimes at some sound or whisper in the trees. Whenever he saw a rowan tree, he halted a while with his arms stretched out and sang and swayed as he sang. Just yeah. the joy. Like, it, I just, I don't know. I just think this childlike laughter. What a cool character, man. Well, yeah. And, and Amidst he, all the sadness and, and war, there's, right. this, there's this tree who just, it makes me want to stop and laugh more. Take, take note of the beautiful things. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Well, I mean, I mean, he talks about that tree type that, uh, what is it? Rowan? Rowan tree. Yeah. And, and he talks about how that was something that he grew up around. And yeah. how they had planted those in hopes that the Entwives would find them appealing. Yeah. And they said that they knew oh, where yeah, there were right. better blossoms and there were better, r- richer fruit were growing. Yet there mm-hmm. are no trees um, of all that race, the people of the rose that are so beautiful to me. And these trees grew and grew to the shadow of each um, was like a green hall and the red berries in the autumn uh, were a burden and the beauty and the wonder. Um, so he's really in love with this, with this mm-hmm. tree and this, this image and stuff. And so he's very upset that the orcs came and cut those down mm-hmm. and took some of them. And, uh, and here's my question, man. Like if the ant wives could come back, mm-hmm. would they? Do you think they're wanting to come back? I think they are. Wow. I think eventually there's a longing, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, because again, you've got to multiply and and things like that. And I think again, their their mind was on other things, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, to a point. But then eventually, you need the ants. Did, yeah. So did they ever long for the ants in the same way the ants longed for the ant wives? Exactly. I think it it's may have come question. much. I think it may have come much later, or less um, frequently, even maybe? or less 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 frequently. Yeah. But I think. They're in a position somewhere where yeah. they cannot get back to them. Yeah. And that is what I think what makes it sad. Sure. Is that like they kept seeking these other lands and they wanted to go. Maybe they um, went too far. Maybe they went too far. Uh, maybe, maybe the war, maybe they were captured yeah. again uh, and they were, they, were, they were taken and things. So, you know, there's that whole piece that kind of uh, just mystifies me. Maybe as they're just off making a podcast. Yeah. I don't know. You think? They might be. Uh, but why not? I mean, I, they they should. They got all that spare time on their hands, Let's I guess, do it right? for them, if not. we got to get the name just right, though. What do you think? The you name. Anything off the top of your head. Uh, let's see. The Freebeard Podcast. Oh, I like that, too. The Freebeard Podcast. I like that. Kind of yeah. like Freebird, almost. Yeah. How about this one? The Real Entwives of Fangorn. Yeah. The Real yeah. <laughs> That's actually really Pretty good. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. My Dern Dingbarrow I can't even say it. My Dern Dingleberry podcast. <laughs> oh gosh, of course you would yeah. uh, mm-hmm. maybe the uh la 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 Roomba Commanda Lind or Barume podcast. Sure. That sounds good. Maybe. That's kinda getting, long. Getting cl- well, don't be hasty. That's yeah. another one. Don't be hasty. Don't be hasty. That Ezra. is a good one. I like that. The Don't Be Hasty podcast. Well, well, that's you know, with episodes two and a half hours long, isn't that kind of us? We're getting close. Yeah. People say we ramble. I'm going to go We were just dentish. We were. We were. I would get... Right. That's right. What Don't are you going to say? Don't be Don't hasty. Don't be hasty, I think Master we're getting really close Ezra. there, though. That's where we're at. So, yeah. yeah. One of these days. All right. That's one of these I like days. It. 
<laughs> oh, let's see if we can finish this. Let's fun. see if we can get I this. I did put a uh, picture of a Rowan tree in the dock. If you'd like to take a look at it, it's beautiful. I am unfamiliar oh with gosh. the Rowan tree. Me too. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, I'm saying that the right way. Uh, it's gorgeous, though. Yeah, that would that I would put that up in hopes that uh, Annette wife would make her way back too. Absolutely. So, uh, okay. So he goes on and he actually sings in. Um, he sings a song, I think. Right? Doesn't he sing a little bit of a song? Mm, yes, he does a chant there, right? I think this is for um, some of the some of the trees that have fallen, right? Yeah. And and how uh, upon their hair, how white the blossom lay. I saw you shine upon a summer's day. Your leaves so light, your voice is so cool and soft. Um, how golden red the crown you bore aloft. And so he's just kind of, uh, I think, paying you know, tribute. Your crown is spilled and your voice uh, is stilled forever and a day, right? Yeah. And he names some of them there, I think. So. And those, those berries they, and the flowers as well, they do look like it's kind of crown-shaped, the tree. Yeah. Yeah. And so that put the hobbits to sleep, that song. There you go. So Treebeard <laughs> didn't bore them. It was Quickbeam. Right. It was Quickbeam. Uh, it's too hasty. Or maybe, you know, it was maybe just really comforting. I would imagine. Well, and you also, imagine a tree singing to you? They've been at this for a while, right? Yeah. So yep. the next day they spent yep, yep, um, yep, yep, yep. in his company. They did not go far from his house. Yep, Most of the time out. they sat silent under the shelter of the bank, for the wind was colder and the clouds closer and grayer. Um, you know, a second night came and still the Ents held conclave under hurrying clouds and fitful stars. So again, another... Day goes by. The third day broke bleak and windy. At sunrise, the Ents' voices rose to a great clamor and then died down again as the morning wore on the wind fell and the air grew heavy with expectancy, right? Yeah. So the afternoon came and the, um, and the sun, going west towards the mountains, sent out long yellow beams uh, between the cracks and the fissures of the clouds. Just Suddenly, a yeah, personification or like, you know, what's um, mirroring what's happening. Yeah. Right? The breaking the of this light through. Yeah, yeah. They had a breakthrough, right? Yeah. Um, and suddenly they were aware um, uh, that the whole f- the force was very quiet yeah. and it was silently it was listening silently. Uh, of course, the end voices had stopped. Yep. What did this mean, right? And yep. Quickbeam kind of was standing there, erect and, and tense, um, ready to kind of go. He was he was he was looking back northward towards uh, Derndingle, right? <laughs> standing erect. <laughs> You're killing me. You're killing me. You said it. I I know. Um, <laughs> just they're in anticipation of what you know, what's about to come their way, man. Right. And then they uh, they hear a, a great crash and a great ringing out. Rahumra. The trees quivered and bent as if a gust had struck them. There was another pause, and then a marching music began, like solemn drums. And above the rolling beats and booms, there welled voices singing high and strong. We come. We come with roll of drum to runda 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 rum. The ants were coming. Ever nearer and louder rose their song. We come, we come with horn and drum to runa 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 rum. Wow. Regalad picked up the hobbits and strode from his house. Yeah. Game on, baby. Let's yeah. go. Da dum, da dum. Give Saruman what what was you know what's due to him. Yeah. Little tree chopper. Well, yeah, and so that's what they say. That you know, eventually that he joins up, and they, um, they had you know called out to Treebeard, uh, and then he caught sight of Quickbeam and the Hobbits, yep. and uh, come join the moot. We are off. We are off to Isengard. To Isengard. <laughs> the Ents cried, right? <laughs> to Isengard, and uh, so they sing on a bit, and they march. And they continue, you know, um, 
uh, quick beam, his eyes are kind of, you know, shining again, his this. eyes, right? Yep. And they swung into, and he swung into line. Yep. Beside Treebeard. Treebeard. The old ant yeah. now looked, uh, now took the hobbits back and set them on his shoulders again. And so they strode proudly at the head of the singing company with beating hearts and heads held high. Though they had expected something to happen eventually, they were amazed at the change that had come over the ants. It seemed now uh, as sudden as the bursting of a flood that had been long held back by a dike. And I, I don't know why in this moment I read this and it made me feel like, or it made me imagine or try to grasp what it would be like to be put back on the shoulders of Treebeard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leading this, pa- like not only 14 feet high up in the air, and that's enough, on, 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 his, on his back, on his shoulders, with all these, looking around left and right and seeing all these Ents marching and knowing what you're going to go do and feeling that energy that they have. Yeah. I mean, that'd be amazing. It is. That'd be the biggest rush. It is. Yeah, they, they've got to be fired up. Yeah. You know? Because they're now part of something, and they're they're uh, on their own path here yep. with with Treebeard in the end. So, I mean, it's such a crazy thing to have two hobbits like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're yeah. like this is a, we, it's so, it sometimes gets overlooked, but it's such a cool little um, bit here. I mean, yeah. they are a part of the force that really helps Rohan survive. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because they're off to Isengard, and, and really, it does uh, you know? Um, Helps break it down from being, you know, being attacked on, on from the east and the west to, you know, just the east, just Mordor. Right, exactly. You know, instead of having two powers to contend with, let's clear one out. It's just one mm-hmm. now. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, so uh, qu- a couple quick things before we end here on this, on this uh, chapter. Um, down with Saruman, right? That should be the name of a podcast. Down yeah, with Saruman. Down with Saruman. And... Uh, he says wizards should know better. They ought yep. to know better, and so he's, he's they're ticked, man. They're upset. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- they talk about how strong the Ents are and what can they do with uh, uh, when they attack Isengard. Yep. And he says, you know, um, you do not know perhaps how strong we are. Maybe you have heard of trolls. They are mighty strong, but trolls are only counterfeits made by the enemy in the great darkness in mockery of Isn't Ents. That crazy? Yeah. As orcs were of elves. Um, we're stronger than trolls. And... Um, you know, we are made of bones of the earth and we can split stone like the roots of trees only quicker, mm-hmm. far quicker if our minds are roused. And so, I mean, these guys, you know, um, they're good to go, man. Yeah, they're good to go. They're going to split some of the stone there at Isengard and uh, hopefully bring it down, bring it to rubble. Uh, but Saruman will try to stop you, won't he? Yes, that is so. I have not forgotten it. Indeed, I have thought long about it. But you see, many of the Ents are younger than I am. Uh, by many by many lives of trees, uh, they are all aroused now, and their mind is all on one thing: breaking Isengard. So, you know, I mean, seriously, Saruman has underestimated, you know, this this group here. Um, then there's this there's this moment too. Treebeard marched on, singing with the others for a while, but after a time, his voice died to a murmur and fell silent again. Pippin could see that his old brow was wrinkled and knotted. At last, he looked up, and Pippin could see. Just imagine. Like being in Pippin's point of view here too. Could see a sad look in his eyes. Sad but not unhappy. There was a light in them as if the green flame had sunk deeper into the dark wells of his thought. Of course, it is likely enough, my friends, he said slowly. Likely enough that we are going to our doom. The last march of the Ents. But if we stayed at home and did nothing, doom would find us anyway. Sooner or later. And that yep. really is the theme of this whole story. Isn't it, it? It, it is. It just Everyone. really just ties it up right there. Is you know, doom. Yep, Doom's it's... on its way, no matter what. You can go out and meet it, 
or you can let it find you. Yep. That thought had long it's beautiful. been growing. Yep. How is that not? It's just so inspiring that like no matter what you're, what you're going through in life, where you are, that can give you so much hope. I love too that he says that he should dearly have liked to have seen um, Fembrothrill. Yeah, yeah Fembrothrill. I can't say it. Yep. But he would have loved to have seen her one more time. Yeah. So that to me makes it even <laughs> even yeah. more serious. It's like ah, we, we they wanted that one last chance, but yep. it's time. It's our yep. time to do something. Yep. And I can only imagine that and the just how much he loves her would too. be proud of them. Yeah. You know wherever they are and. If they yep. heard this song or this tale, maybe that's their sad story trying to get back and that they weren't there. The, you know, the Ents had to make their march, you yeah. know, and they had to take on Isengard and then some <laughs> Dude, of them come died. On. Come on, know? bro. But I don't know, man. It's oh, my like gosh. The songs will be sung, you know. Jeez, get so. out of here. But essentially, <laughs> that, that's, that's the chapter there, guys. I mean, yeah. you know, um, they go on and they, and they talk just briefly about you know, like, that, the, that they are, they've been hasty uh, yeah. and that you know, as they march, they, they grow a little more cautious and stuff. But like, I think, you know, it kind of leaves it in a, in, a, in a place where when you get, when we come back to them, yeah. what will rouse them again is what they see. Yeah. As a group. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing that quick beam is. So you'll understand why quick beam is so ready to go. There's also that crazy part too, about like Pippin rubbing his eyes and thinking he's seen some kind of crazy shadow, but the, he sees the forest has marched with them as well. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah. Um, Pippin looked behind him. The number of the ants had grown. Just real quick, because this is nuts. Yeah. Or what was happening. This is uh, after the dusk had fallen, um, and they were you know, kind of on the footsteps of, of Isengard. Yep. Pippin looked behind him. The number of the ants had grown, or what was happening. Where the dim, bare slopes that they had crossed should lie, he thought he saw groves of trees, but they were moving. Could it be that the trees of Fangorn were awake and the forest was rising, marching over the hills to war? He rubbed his eyes, wondering if sleep and shadow had deceived him, but the gray shapes moved steadily onward. There was a noise like wind in many branches. The Ents were drawn near to the crest of the ridge now, and all song had ceased, and night fell. Yep. And then uh, Treebeard ends that by saying, you know, night lies over Isengard. Yeah. And it's really cool. Like, uh, one cool connection as we finish is that Tolkien uh, went and saw the play Macbeth when he was young. Uh, and I don't, here we go. This shows my ignorance. I don't know Macbeth, uh, you know, yeah. never read it. Don't know. I'm not familiar with the story, but I know that there's this part where people think that the forest is, is moving, the trees are moving. And it turns out to be a couple guys dressed as trees or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this, the story goes that, and I, Tom Shippey tells it really well, that Tolkien was like so disappointed that that's, well, that's the reason like he was like what a missed opportunity it should have just been that the trees were marching that the trees moved and so that's why he uh that was his inspiration for that for for having you know the ants march and having fangorn force actually move and and uh anyway just just really cool how you know other things can inspire you know um you can be inspired by something that you think wasn't done quite right <laughs> you know you can take that and be like i'm gonna do it the right way the way I think it should be done. Right. Like th- those people were really close. Oh yeah. yeah they that, were. That, oh, that exactly. was close. Well, uh, what's neat about the Macbeth play is that like, it was a part of like a prophecy. It was uh, oh. something. Yeah. It was sort of like, cool. it, it is kind of neat. It's like, it's like when the, when the, these trees or when this forest moves. Um, and, okay. and, and so what they thought was it was super, 
very supernatural. And it, how, how could that happen? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the reality, it was that they were cloaked uh, and disguised as, okay. as, as trees and they're, okay. they're moving forward. But no, you're right. And he, and, and, and Tolkien's thinking, uh, why didn't the whole forest move? Like yeah. the prophecy said, yeah. why, why, you know, that makes a lot of sense. That's when Macbeth would be destroyed or vanquished, you know. Got it. Got um, it. Yeah, it's a well, really cool connection. Well, there you go. And this is when Saruman will be, will vanquished. be vanquished. Exactly. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah, no, the, <laughs> stirring, powers. the stirring of the Ents and, yeah. and, and Fangorn itself moving against it yeah. um, is what, you know, will bring him down. Yep. So it's a cool connection. Yeah. Very cool connection. Very cool connection. Very cool connection. Uh, let's get into the Bywater Post. Yeah. Um. Yeah, who we, we got have a couple this letters week. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Yell's letter. Yeah. And then we also have uh, from Caleb Smith. Mm-hmm. All right. So whose would you like to read there, Ez? Uh, I'll read the second one. Go ahead. I'm going to type in some. All right. Here. Dear Lane and Ez, my name is Yell. Uh, oh, my gosh. I didn't look at his last name. Uh, pronunciation uh, Yell minus O-W. Plus the U from Butterbur, Yella, Yella, and uh, his last name is Tace, Yella Tace. Oh, uh, you cool. guys know Yella from the group. Uh, if you're on the Facebook group, um, I'm 31 years old and I'm a Belgian teacher. I teach history and Roman Catholic religion. Oh wow! And so many uh, people, Peter Jackson introduced me in the world of Tolkien. When I saw the movie for the first time, I was 15 and I was overwhelmed. First thing I said after the movie was, I want to see this again. Yeah. <laughs> two months later, I have seen it. Uh, two months later, I had seen it three times in the movie theaters, each time with another friend. I was asking uh, everybody to go see that movie with me. In that time, uh, you know, at that time, I hated reading. Reading was boring. I could not concentrate. It was not my cup of tea. Very relatable again. But I needed to read this book. So I went to the library. And I borrowed it. Uh, and the next couple of years, the book it was, it was always within my reach. Mm. Um, I read the last couple of chapters uh, at the shore of the Belgian coast. Wow. Whoa, that would be perfect. Yeah. The Return of the King uh, will forever be connected in my mind with the sound of waves. <laughs> well, that's, that's cool. Talk about a sense memory. Yeah. There you go. Sometimes the book, uh, The Grey Havens and Reality, Belgian Coast, comes really close. When I uh, turned the last page, I started to cry. It was one of the greatest sweeps in my life. (laughs) I mean, like, absolutely. I get it. Absolutely. Not because of things that are happening in the last chapters, but simply because I could not handle that I was done reading. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a life without the Lord of the Rings, and I couldn't bear it. So the day after, I was back in a little place called the Shire, uh, a few days before a long-expected party. Just starting it right over Mm -hmm. again. I love it, Yella. Um. And when the movie of The Two Towers was released, I had already read the trilogy three times. Yeah. I watched The Two Towers four times in the movie theater and Return of the King six times. I was addicted. The year after at school, uh, we had to write three book reports. My first one was The Fellowship. My second, The Two Towers. And at that point, my teacher came to me and forbade me to write <laughs> my last on Return of the King. What? You got to finish. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. So I started to read the Sword of Truth series by yeah. Terry Goodkind. And after that, I read the Magician series of uh, Feist and the books of Robin, Ho- Robin Hobb Robin Hob. yeah. and uh, Harry Potter. The boy who hates reading became a reader, thanks to Tolkien. Yeah, What a cool recurring That's theme. Awesome. Uh, Yella, you're just continuing that tradition, my friend. 
In that time, I also tried to read The Silmarillion, but it was way too hard. And now you're mm-hmm. now you're speaking my language, baby. I wasn't yeah. mature enough. <laughs> I'm definitely not to succeed. I had to wait until my 26th uh, year to succeed. So I was 26. Now I have read Lord of the Rings eight times. I also have read the tales of Tom Bombadil, the children of Hurin, and the Silmarillion. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. But I have read them all in Dutch. Uh, fun fact, the Dutch translation was the first translation ever made of Lord of the Rings. Wow. I did not know that. Shout out to uh, Max Schuchart, Shush- the yeah. translator. Uh, but I also I had also the desire to read Lord of the Rings in the language of the master in the language of the master himself. Many times I tried and never did I succeed until now. And I want to thank you guys for that. The past four times I tried, it was always a struggle. I never survived the old forest. Every time the old willow of English language defeated me. Hmm. Wow. What wow. a good comparison. Man, yeah. Yeah. The English the English language is like old man willow. Even for people who speak English, it's true. Yeah. Um, and Tom Bombadil was never there to rescue me. But now I have found my Tom and my fellowship to bring that ring to Mordor. <sighs> yes, Yella. I love it. Holy smokes. And what felt as a struggle in the past, now feels as a nice journey. It doesn't feel hard at all this time. Maybe fate has forced me to wait until the time I can make this journey with people from all over the world. Holy cow. Talking about fate controlling that. Yeah. Great love. Yella. P.S. I was born in Gank. This, oh, I hope I said that right. This is a neighborhood city of a little village called Bree. <laughs> so stop searching. The real, the only real Bree is in Belgium. That's How awesome. cool is that? That's cool. Yella, that's beautiful. He also left a link there for uh, Google yeah. Maps. I'm going to check it out right now. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I, I never really thought about the idea that you would want to go um, read it in Tolkien's words, the yeah, way and sure. the, the words, the English words that he used, sure. you know? So that's interesting. That's really kind yeah, of Yeah, that is so cool, man. Because we Beautiful. we do look try to dive into those details and look at... I mean, there are people, like, again, the Tolkien professor who look at the origins of the words and the way in which he used them and the time in which he, he wrote mm-hmm. the stories and stuff. So mm-hmm. you can do quite a bit um, to really get into his mind uh, through his writing there. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome, man. I, I, I love wow. that because he's so, he's so active in the group. Um, so Yellow's just been around and, and been a great positive influence. Yes, and so he, it's nice yes, to finally yeah. read his story and, and talk about it. So uh, There is Brie. I'm looking right at it. Yeah. Not too close to the Netherlands. Wow. That's right on awesome. on the border there. That's wow. so cool. Uh, all right. All so right. Uh, on to Caleb Smith here. And so he says, warning, this is a long one, boys. Sorry in advance. Bring it on, Caleb. But uh, <laughs> as we always say, we got it. So let's see what we can do here. Uh, he says, hey, guys, though, I'm sure you'll uh, see my real name from the email online. I generally go... Um, as the uh, solitary pilot. <laughs> I oh, am cool. from Charlotte, North Carolina, though I suppose uh, you could consider it Brie of a, of a sort. Well, I don't know. I don't know if we can consider it Brie now that, uh, that Yellow's told us <laughs> what he's told so us. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, as there are some people from every walk of life in this city. That's cool. Um, it's no Shire or Rohan, but alas, she's captured my heart nonetheless. Mm. Uh, but I want to say I love the podcast and share my, feel- and, and share my feelings and a bit of my story. Maybe it will help some Uh, others through their own dark times. Uh, As of writing this on Tuesday, August 2nd, in the eighth day, I have listened to all, save the most recent episode of of the Unexpected Podcast. Um, My line of work means solitary days and long hours, and you two help me through that more than I can put into words. Mm. Wow. Um, As you read, um, as you'll read below, I'm a writer, and hearing you two talk about the... That's intimidating. (laughs) The intricacies and the foreshadowing and the interpretations of the books does uh, 
wonders in giving me writing ideas. Mm. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. But let's get into, let's really get into it now here. I was introduced to Tolkien mostly by my father um, at an age so young that I actually can't remember my first interaction with it. I am 19, but I look back as far as, um, as time will allow and Tolkien has always been there. Just like old Tom, there's no beginning. Um, Wow. It simply is. So when I was young, I would watch the movies and, and remember having so many questions that were usually met with, well, if you'd read the books, you'd understand. And so <laughs> I did. Uh, rather, I tried. In middle school first, uh, I got through Fellowship and halfway through Two Towers, but Tolkien was too much for me then. I realized that I wasn't getting everything out of these books, so I, let them, so I set them down and promised to come back. Mm-hmm. A couple years later, I did, and my fate was sealed. Um, my praise... Uh, is the same as any other. And so I won't repeat it here, but I will say that I now collect uh, an edition. Um, I can, any edition I can get. I have copies of the trilogy so old that I dare not read uh, from them in fear uh, that the cover may fall apart. And also a few newer versions um, with all three books in one and many others. I have collector's versions of The Hobbit. And in fact, I have a version of The Hobbit entirely in Latin. Why? Well, I can't read Latin, so I don't know, but hey, it's pretty cool at least. (laughs) I think it's neat, uh, but That's I suppose cool. I should begin with my story. I can't tell it all, uh, but I'll do the best I can. From a young age, likely too young, I've suffered from depression. Uh, I was lonely in elementary school. My uh, my neighborhood had no other kids save for one, but he moved away long, long ago, um, uh, and so that's just a faint memory. It was me and my older brother, but as most older brothers are, he wanted to do, he wanted little to do with me. I spent many nights alone in my room. Uh, no one talked, no one to talk to or play with. I wouldn't, I didn't realize it uh, for many years, but uh, this is where I first began to make stories. Mm, wow. Yeah. Skipping ahead to middle school, things worsened. I was lonelier. Uh, f- uh, for though I wasn't uh, necessarily bullied, I was not fully welcomed either. I felt invisible and many treated me as such. My depression worsened and in eighth grade. I was, um, I made a mistake. I went into a relationship and foolishly got attached uh, at least as attached as you can be at that age, but I still saw this as a chance to, um, a, a change of pace. Someone finally wanted me and I was worth something for once. Three months later though, uh, y- yet it seemed an eternity to me. She left. Uh, I was handed a note in a freezing cold, uh, outside church one night, yet it seemed warm compared to how my heart froze. Uh, I think I matured a bit too quickly because this struck me heavily at that time. Um, I was left for another and was bombarded by thoughts that I simply wasn't good enough. Of course, she left. I didn't. I didn't deserve to be loved. Mm. So I understand. I mean, I, I work with. Wow. I mean that. That's the thought, right? I mean that's that's yeah. that's. Oh yeah. That's where I, you're at. So you know, we've all felt that same. Yeah. That same thought. Yeah. Um. In, in in ninth grade, I tried again and found myself being cheated on. Much of the same process, but having it happen twice made it much worse somehow. Yeah, that would be so hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tenth grade, um, Harold, a similar experience. At a time when I was feeling unwanted by anyone I called uh, a friend, um, by anyone I called a friend as well, I wasn't text, I wasn't texted or invited to do things or anything. I threw up my hands and swore off love and gave up um, on the matter entirely. Uh, Eleven years was as bad as it ever got. Uh, I began working at fifteen, thinking it would give me a sense of pride, but it did no such thing. I simply grew tired, and around seventeen, felt that my soul was too old for my body. I cannot describe it, but I think Tolkien did it perfectly. Yeah. Um, I felt thin, like butter scraped over too much bread. I didn't have um, 
careless worries like the others, but I was constantly tired and empty. Um, I turned to self-harm. Uh, I was blinded by pure self-hate. Uh, I felt that I deserved the pain. Uh, I suppose you're wondering how this relates to Tolkien. And so I'd, I'd best get back on uh, track here. Though times were dark, I found relief in writing. Uh, I never thought much of my work, but uh, had been doing it since second grade. And around 11th, I really got into Lord of the Rings. I had read it once before, but I was much older now and understood so much more. It was like reading it for the first time, and I started writing even more. I was fueled by Tolkien and began to uh, begin writing a real story. Uh, it was based on a show that I watched, um, that I still watch, and I put two characters of my own, um, making huh? Uh, yeah, I put two characters my own making yep. of my own making into a world. Uh, and off I went. That's 60 cool. chapters and over 200,000 words. Jeez. Later, I finished it, and uh, it was a feeling unlike anything else. And throughout this time, I read the books over and over, and I took Tolkien's words to heart. Hmm. I found places online where I was welcome, uh, where I made friends I thought uh, I was undeserving of, and I eventually even found a girl who truly loved me. And now, after two years, has taken my broken pieces and helped me repair myself. Oh, that's wow. great. That's such good news. Oh, man. I'm like breathing like a solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, though Tolkien, um, through Tolkien, my bond with my father grew stronger than ever, uh, as did my writing. And now at 19, I look back and realize that it was Lord of the Rings that saved me. I'm not surely, I'm not fully sure how, but my writing took the place of razor blades and with, and with every chapter, my scars faded that much more. Uh, it gave me a sense of worth, a task that I felt I had to complete. Wow. Now there I sit, my scars are faded and gone, though truly I can still see them. And I think... I always will, but my spirit is stronger now, and though the dark thoughts can still berate me, uh, I am able to cope with them, to prove them wrong, and to remind myself of how I am loved and wanted, even if I can't always see it. I don't know if any of what I've said makes sense, but it's the best I can do to put it all into words. The movies still inspire me to this day. I cry at the end of The Return of the King every time. Uh, it gets chill. Uh, I get chills when I hear the songs of the Shire, and my heart is warmed by the bonds of the Fellowship. Now I'm preparing to write a story, um, and a grand adventure that I hope someone might one day enjoy. Inspired by Tolkien, I've also started drawing maps, uh, although sadly my skill with a pencil is lacking. Hmm. I fear I won't ever be very good with it. Uh, my two years now of practice with drawing have yielded little improvement. Uh, still, I hope to one day be able to sketch like Tolkien did and give the pictures in my mind a physical form, yeah. Um, but I've rambled for long enough, and if you've uh, taken time to read this, thank you. Uh, even if you uh, even if you don't put it on the podcast, well, uh, you know, absolutely Caleb, it's uh, you, absolutely, buddy. Um, thank you with all with all the stars in the sky, uh, Tolkien, um, and you two, and everyone in this community. Weave a web of weave a web of inspiration and power um, that uh, makes me smile day by day. I cannot tell you how happy i am that i found this podcast hmm. i suppose this is the end but i want to leave you with this uh, if ever you feel trapped surrounded by dark with no way out do as sam did upon mount doom remember the shire <laughs> didn't <laughs> just kidding oh man i mean um, we're laughing so we don't cry yeah we are because i mean it's just i that's how i get guys I get like a kind of a this this nervous emotion here um and how it will be spring soon uh, how 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 the, um, how the how the orchids will blossom and the birds in the nesting um, uh, and, uh, I'm sorry with with the blossoms nestling in the hazel thicket and um, the thick of the sweet taste of the first strawberries with cream 
Oh, Lord. Um, think not of the dark times uh, of now, but the happiness ahead. And of all the times yet to come that you owe yourself to, th- to see. Wow. Think of the mugs overflowing with ale that would be toasted to good health. And the drinking and the drinking songs to be sung. But remember the Shire. Remember your Shire. Caleb Smith. Wow, Caleb. Inspiring words, man. I I mean inspiring words. That's something, you know, it's it I think that's really good advice, you know, and I think uh, a lot of people in our group would have gone through, you know, something like this. And so, you know, when we we shared a a story kind of similar to this um, back during fellowship, and it's like you know, what are you looking forward to? What is it that, that keeps mm. driving you, that keeps, you know, keeps you going in those times of darkness, mm. you know? And so do as Sam did upon Mount Doom. Right. You know? And it's exactly what... Uh, it's hard to find. That is mm. hard to find in those times. Um, I, I just keep thinking about his line, uh, my writing took the place of razor blades. Yeah. With every chapter, my scars faded that much more. Uh, it's just, it's just beautiful. Yeah. What an encouraging story. Um, and the power that, uh, the power that not only those memories, but the knowledge of things to come and also an outlet where you can, where you can create creating is the best thing you can do. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think about like with me, I like to do art and is it the best art in the world? No. Is it close? No. But does it help me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. that's the thing. It doesn't, it doesn't matter when you, when you start judging creation, it's ridiculous. Like the, it's so sad that the art, the art world, whether it's writing or music or, or, um, visual arts, whatever, the fact that we have all this competition and we, you know, we, we grade and, 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 uh, assess mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. That's the one place it shouldn't exist. Yeah. Um, because finding your creative outlet, yeah, it really does. It, it takes the place of those you know, those negative thoughts and that pain and, uh, wow, just, just inspiring Caleb. Like, um, what a beautiful, your story is beautiful. And the fact that you've, you've shared it, um, like think of how many people that will help. Uh, it's helped, it's helped me honestly. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm man. just now just reading it. I mean, it's, it's been, yeah, I think, I think one of the new themes and, and, um, sayings of the podcast is remember your Shire. Yeah. You know, uh, Wow. You know, because wow. what is your Shire? What is it that, yeah. that keeps driving you that, that you're Sam on Mount Doom looking back and thinking of, of that uh, wonderful Rosie place Cotton, right? yeah, that yep. you can get back to, you know, yep. and that's what gives you the strength to get up and keep going. So, wow, man. I mean, awesome. Wow. Absolutely Beautiful awesome. Blood. So thank, thank you again. You, you know, uh, to, um, very wise 19 year old. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we've got so wow. many more, you know, Tol- uh, Tolkien stories, Bywater Post. Um, I love them, guys. That's fav- a favorite part of this entire book club. Yeah, is it's, that a, right it's there? such a great way to kind of uh, yeah. close up the episode and to yeah. reflect on. So, um, all right, my friend, let's jump into strawberries and cream here. Strawberries and- with cream, yeah. So Tolkien loved trees, as we've come to really understand this chapter, if we hadn't got the message already. Uh, Tollers had one. Do you? A favorite tree, that is. Um. You have a favorite That's interesting. Tree. Do you mean like a type of tree or like an it actual? It could be a type of tree or an actual individual. He had a, he had a favorite individual tree that he would go sit by and talk to. Mm-hmm. Did you know this? He'd have conversations with this tree. Okay. All right. Isn't that so, incredible? Yeah, that is incredible, yeah. actually. Yeah. What's 
something that's always been on my mind, a tree that I played in for a long time growing up. It was a dogwood tree. Mm, and beautiful. Yeah. And it was, been, it was, it's, it, you know, I was sad. I remember being sad when it, um, when it fell, Yeah, you know, and I loved it, Yeah, you know, but it fell and we had to, and I remember, I remember we liked it because mom told us it was a dogwood tree. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? The name was cool. Yeah, it was special. a perfect spot next to the tree house. And they bloomed the flowers too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I love that tree and I love that, the, the, the type of that tree. And then when I think of, I think of what I called, uh, growing up the great tree on the way to church, we had hmm. this off in this field. You ever seen like this flat field? It's all corn, right? Imagine the biggest cornfield you've seen. Mm-hmm. Way out in the middle One is a single tree. tree yeah. And it is massive. Yeah. And I mean I it is that. huge. It's like <laughs> almost as looks it looks, you know, half as thick as a redwood. You know, it's like and wow. I don't even know, it's like a um Big I don't even know what type of tree it is. Walnut or maple or something yeah, like that. Something like that. Yeah. And it's just huge. Yeah. And it's just towering out there over all this corn. Man. Which is nuts. You Isn't know. That cool? I've always looked over and saw that tree and been like, wow. How did that, how was that the tree that's still there? Yeah. Know? It must've just been big enough that the farmers were they blown could, away yeah. by it. Right. And they didn't cut this one. No, nope, we're going to go around it. Go around yeah. it. So, man. But what about you? Uh, mine, my two are the ones in my backyard actually. Yeah. Uh, I love our, our big maple. It makes me think of like the party tree, even though the party yeah. tree is, is different, a different kind, but it's just provides some such beautiful shade. And, um, you know, you can lay in the backyard and look up and just, I don't know. It's beautiful. Yeah. And and the other tree, I don't know. It's some sort of uh, coniferous tree. I'm not really sure um, what type it is, but it reminds me of uh, trees in New Zealand. Okay. Uh, the way it kind of like sweeps out the branches or yeah. and it's asymmetrical and everything. So I just love laying in the hammock in the backyard and looking up and seeing those two very different trees and the sky uh, beyond. And man. Yeah. I it's need to start so talking good. to him. I haven't talked to him yet, but I need to. I haven't tried they that have a myself. Story to tell. Yep. I haven't tried that myself. What I would are, like, like oh, so so yeah. you know, when that maple dies or when both of them die, I want to save huge chunks of wood from it and build something out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for, to put in our home because that that'll be a sad day when that tree goes. Yeah, I know. I'll be really sad. That so is, yeah. I hope I don't live to see it, but you know, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Never, you know. never know. I would like to issue a challenge to people in the group, which is to uh, take a picture of your favorite there you tree. Go. You know, or a picture from your favorite tree. You know, if you're up in the tree or trim if your you're, tree beard. Yeah, whatever, you know. Um, and so post those in the group. I'd love to see, you know, because we kind of did that, like your your favorite, you know, watering hole, yeah. you know, your place or whatever. Your shire. So is yeah. there a tree? Do you have one of those? Like a, you know, something that you pass every day that you stop and enjoy or, you know, yeah. take a look at. So. Yeah. Sarah has one. I could I could name Sarah's. Yeah. It's on the drive home to her house. It's this big black, uh, like, walnut tree. Yeah. Beautiful. Gnarly. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Time for uh, share the load a little bit. Yeah, or just and, skip over. Well, quickly here, yeah. guys. Here's here's the, here's the plug for that. Um, you, you know, want you want Ezra to be able to quit his job. Yeah, let, help know, me quit my job. Start some money. And, yeah, <laughs> help me quit my job and do this full time, guys. That's what I want to do. So, okay. You guys have no idea how many ideas he has for other podcasts too. I have so many ideas, like, and it's just like I just need to figure out a way to make it make it happen. So. Yeah. There's that. We're, we've gone over in time. So what do we got here? Weekly Well Wishes. Uh, weekly Well Wishes, formerly Fortnite Farewells. We want to thank you for stepping off the road with us. Our next episode, we'll be cantering into Chapter 5 of Book 3 with the White Rider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to, to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, uh, or send us a shadow fax. We'll see you in a Hobbit Fortnite. And remember, Frodo lives. When spring unfolds the beach in
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.